This is the third time South Dakota State and Villanova have met on the gridiron. And in each of the previous two, it was also a playoff game. The first ever postseason game at Dana J. Dykow Stadium was back in December of 2016. And the Jackrabbits, a 10-7 victory. Dallas Goddard caught an early score. And then Chase Vinatieri knocked in a field goal in the final two minutes off the top of the right upright to give South Dakota State a 10-7 win. It actually sent legendary Villanova head coach Andy Talley into retirement. That was his last game. Then two years ago, when the Jacks made their world tour, playing four games in four different time zones in four weeks in the playoffs, SDSU overcame a 21-14 deficit in Northwest Philadelphia and were able to find a way to win 35-21 over the Wildcats of Villanova. One of the unique things about the playoffs is the visitors have their option to play their introductory video, and then the team can run out when the school song is played which is all well and good if the team's ready. Villanova's intro video is played. The cheerleaders that are here are waiting for the team, but Nova is still in the locker room. So I guess it's much ado about nothing as far as the visitors are concerned. Now, when you are one of the final eight remaining in the football championship subdivision playoffs, you do not need to explain yourself or your credentials. You've earned this moment. Top seed at South Dakota State is the team everyone is aiming to knock off. The defending national champions have won 26 straight. It's the third longest win streak in the history of the FCS. For the Jacks, this is no surprise to be here. But to some, today's opponent, eight-seeded Villanova, was not a sure bet. After going six and five last season, the Wildcats were picked to finish seventh in the Colonial Athletic Association preseason poll. The month of September ended with a three touchdown loss at Albany and a three and two record. Since then, one could argue Villanova has played as well as any team in the nation. The Wildcats are undefeated in their last seven games, winning by an average of 21 points. Today, Villanova looks to play the role of spoiler, but this is a Jackrabbit team that has been tested again and again. And it's a perfect day as far as the Jacks are concerned. Cold, windy. It's the type of afternoon that tests your internal drive and intestinal fortitude. You find out what you're made of on days like this. This group has assembled outside of the north end of Dino J. Dykow Stadium, led on the field by the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year, Jimmy Rogers. Here come the Jackrabbits. The defending national champion South Dakota State Jackrabbits are riding a 26-game win streak. They've won their last 19 games here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. They have been, in a word, awesome. But eight-seeded Villanova is no slouch. This is a balanced squad, ranking in the top 10 nationally in both total offense and total defense, and they are finally making their way onto the soy-based field turf. The Wildcats have won seven in a row. It's cold. And if your opponent doesn't cut you to the bone, the bitterly northerly winds certainly will. 
South Dakota State, Villanova. It's the FCS quarterfinals and the kickoff after a 10-second pause to allow stations to identify themselves. This is South Dakota State football. This is WNAX Yankton. Visit NorthlandFord.com and your local Northland Ford dealer today. Scotty Quaz is on the field with Brent Bowen and Alex Parker in the Hefty C broadcast booth. I'm Tyler Merriam. Hefty brand 40 series corn is the first corn seed designed for high performance in soil temps as low as 40 degrees. We'll check in with Scotty in just a moment to talk to on the wind. Right now, the officials are going to gather the four team captains at midfield for the coin toss. South Dakota State wearing white helmets with the blue Jackrabbit logo on either side. Blue tops, white numerals and letters with a yellow outline over the top of white pants. Villanova going all white, the visiting team. White helmets with two blue stripes, navy blue along the top of the helmets. And then white tops with navy blue letters and numbers and white pants. This is a Big Sky Conference officiating crew, so they're used to wind although not exactly like it is here on the Prairie. Greg Wilson is our white hat, the referee. All right, here we go. That's tails, heads. Tails, heads. The visitor, what do you call? Tails is called. Tails? Tails is called. Heads. That's Mark Ranowski who said defer. The toss, and they're gonna defer the choice to the second half. You want to receive, which way do you want to kick? So the Jackrabbits will kick off with the wind at their back in the first quarter. Villanova will head into this stiff breeze. And let's talk a little more about it, whether at kickoff presented by DeKalb. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb brand corn. There are times, Scotty, we joke about the impact weather will have on a game. We're not kidding today. It's going to make a difference which way you are traveling with the football. Start off with cloudy skies, 28 degrees. Wind advisory posted. Gusts to 45 and 50. Sustained 25 to 30 miles an hour. It will swirl in Dana J. Dykow Stadium. So, uh, again, it's not terribly cold. It's cold. It's 28, less than freezing. But it's that wind that is cutting right through you. Both quarterbacks and kickers have expressed struggles in the pregame and warming up and making throws one way or another and what is the wind doing how will that factor into game time situations field position going to be impacted wind will be a story today and scotty there are space heaters on each sidelines and also the return of the storage units for the teams to hide in those four again access storage units two on either sideline have some internal heaters or teams can get in in uh, uh off uh, off game situations and kind of huddle up if you don't get out of the wind. They have four heaters on either sideline too, or players can huddle around to, again, warm up the plastic shoes and polyester pants that they got to run around in all day today. Alex, be honest with me. Do you feel weather on days like this if you have the pads on out on the field? Try not to. Again, <laughs> on a day like today, honestly, it's not that bad for a player, right? I mean, as a fan, you're certainly going to feel it. As Scotty on the sideline, you're going to feel it. But when you're in that environment of playing, as the you know your drive goes on, it feels pretty darn good. Have you? It's not as bad as what Montana State was last year. So again, this is a mild temperature day for South Dakota. Temperature, yes, but the wind, not so much. So Hunter Dustman will kick off for the year. Dustman, 33 of his 81 have gone for touchbacks. 
and the Jacks aren't even pretending. Jalen B. Lee is already out there to hold. They're not even going to mess around with the, well, let's try it and see if the wind blows the ball off the tee. And this should take little to no effort to add one more touchback. <laughs> the wind again is whipping out of the north, which is at the back of Dustman as he'll send this football across. Villanova with TD Io de Rojaye, the fifth-year senior from Damascus, Maryland, the standout return man in the end zone, the running back. He is one of two Wildcats who are awaiting Dustman to put his right foot into it. Overcast, lights have been on all day here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. We are moments away from kickoff in this third ever meeting between these two programs. The Jacks won 10-7 in the 2016 second round. They won 35-21 two years ago in the quarterfinals. Now here we are again, Jackson Wildcats. Dustman with long white sleeves and black gloves. One black glove, one bare right hand. He approaches the football and his right footed boot will go sailing through the back of the end zone and into another time zone for a touchback. Connor Watkins, a fifth year student athlete out of Williamsport, Pennsylvania is the Villanova quarterback. He averages 10.4 yards per passing attempt. That is the best in the FCS. Jalen Sanchez leads the nation in yards per catch. Rajon Pringle is second in the country in yards per catch. They want to go vertically. They're going into a breeze that'll knock anybody over. Three wides right. Jalen Jackson, the running back to the right of Watkins. Tight end Antonio Johnson realigns wide left. High snap, fake of the handoff. Watkins keeps angles left and crosses the 30, diving to the 32-yard line. Freeman dove, tripped him up, and Watkins fell forward for a seven-yard gain. He adds 83 rushes for four yards per carry on the year, does the Nova QB. Well, Nova's bread and butter, per se, is that quarterback read, right? He's going to see where that defensive front flows with that play action, and then he's just going to either pull it or stick it in the gut of one of those running backs. Jack's going to have to be aware. Very similar to that Holy Cross offense we've talked about last year. Second down, three to go for Villanova at its own 32. Watkins in the gut, a handoff up the gut, breaking a tackle, Jalen Jackson, and then Freeman runs him down at the 38-yard line, six-yard gain and a first down. But even on the first two plays, Parker, we're seeing issues where that snap is awkward out of the shotgun with the win. Man, there's two ways to snap the football from the center, right? You can palm it like a quarterback would, or you can grab it by the nose. Villanova uses it by the nose, which when you do that, you're giving a spin to that ball, right? And so something to watch. I mean, SDSU does it the other way, uh, certainly how they get taught, but you can see the wind even in that simple four to five foot uh, transition is certainly moving with, uh, with the snap. Wildcats at their own 38, a first and 10. Two backs, both to the left of the QB. They will hand it off and nowhere to go. Kate Tervere runs down Dwell Barley in the backfield for a loss of three. Two backs to the left of Watkins. They used a lead blocker from left to right to try to eschew Barley along the way, and Tervere said, nah. -uh. 
again, really hard to, you know, beat the SDSU defense when you're going to try to go east and west along that, that line of scrimmage. Jacks have such a good pursuit and the effort and the hustle they have right there. You saw it from the backside just catching up to the running back. Second and 13, Villanova into the very tough win. Three wides right, one left. Early movement, low snap. It's picked up by the running back, Barley, who simply goes back up the middle for no gain. I thought Villanova jumped. There were no flags, and that snap flailed and barely got back to the feet of the quarterback, Watkins, or Barley, the running back. Just, Scotty? Just as they snapped that, there was a huge gust of wind. There was a number of people here that kind of had to stump back to catch themselves. So wind playing a factor, like you said, on just the Villanova 44% on third downs this year. It's third and 13. Four wides, two to either side. Watkins yet to throw a pass today. He'll drop to throw. Pass time, left sideline, low and incomplete. There were two receivers in the area. One was looking back to the quarterback, one at his back to it, and the ball didn't get to either one. And South Dakota State has apparently forced Villanova to punt. Again, Jacks just have to be on edge, right? Villanova likes to spread you out and try to find advantages. With this wind into their face, it's going to be hard for Watkins to try to get that ball out. It looked good with that ball coming to the SDSU sideline. The wind isn't necessarily cutting as hard. Um, but again, guys got to be on the same page, see what they're going, what's, uh, what kind of route you're supposed to run. Nathan Fonda Carroll will punt into this brutal wind, and it's a line drive. It went off the back of a Nova player, and then Kevin Brenner dives on it at the 31-yard line of Villanova. I'm not sure if that was a wind or a shank, Scotty. I, I think when he went to drop it to make foot contact, it waffled. It like turned on him, and it just, he never had a chance getting a good foot on it. We told you the wind would be a factor. It certainly has already, Alex. I'll try to explain that, right? When you drop the football, you want that to go straight down to your foot. When he dropped it, it started to spin on him because of that wind. So again, everything is going to be kind of magnified whenever that ball leaves a hand or a foot uh, as that wind has a chance to spin the spin the rotation. From the 31 of Villanova, first and 10, Isaiah Davis running left, breaks a tackle, tried to spin through another and got held up. Just inside of the 28, it's a gain of three. 12.05 opening quarter, South Dakota State with its first offensive possession after Villanova punted and the wind caused an awful punt to go into the back of a Nova up man. Brenner jumped on into the 31. Now Davis for a three yard run and second down and seven. Jacks have that wind at their back in the opening quarter. There's a paper towel blowing across the offensive line. Two wides right, Davis behind Gronowski, pistol set. Gronowski will give to Davis, trying to bust out the left side. He'll get run down from behind after a yard or so. Danny Abraham, the middle linebacker, sixth-year student athlete who played his first four at Harvard, makes the stop on Davis after a yard. It is third down and six, and you can't really play for a field goal here. Even with the wind at your back, you can't be assured of anything today. No, you can't. I mean, like Scotty has said, 20 to 30-mile-an-hour winds, 40-mile-an-hour gusts. Expect a heavy dose of uh, running the football, but at some point when you're going from north to south, you're going to be able to see the Jacks be able to at least throw the football. Jacks are 56%, the best third down team in the nation. They need to reach the 21 on third and six with three wides. Gronowski will keep, he'll follow Davis, running right 25, angles out, ankle tackle, dove close to the sticks, and he got it. 
First Dakota first down, extra effort after Jalen Goodman dove and wrapped him up around the ankles. Gronowski lunges forward and picks up the first Dakota first down. Well, that's just that chess match, right? Villanova brought pressure to the right-hand side or left-hand side of the offense. Gronowski's running that quarterback power to the right-hand side. Just got to get Isaiah Davis out there. Got the block. He got just enough yardage. But again, expect a lot of, you know, they're going to take the reins off of Gronowski today as well, right? Just trying to make some plays with the quarterback run game. 10-18 first quarter at the Villanova 21 first and 10. Jet sweep right to left, Jaden Yonke, and he gets hauled down seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. They will give him forward progress to the 26. It is a loss of five. That jet sweep where Gronowski pitches it forward to Jaden Yonke, and Villanova had two players waiting to wrap up Yonke before he could reach the line. Well, it's a numbers game. SDSU offensive line went to their right spots, but again, when you have that 3-3-5, it just throws off the numbers, and again, it comes back to hat on hat and seeing the numbers game from the offensive perspective. They had too many guys on that left-hand side. Second and 15 at the Wildcat 26 between the hashes. Gronowski with a glove on his left hand that is white in color and a bare right hand. Takes the shotgun snap. It was wide right. He one-handed it, then ran up the middle, and he gains maybe a yard. The pile holds at the 25. It'll be third and 14. First Dakota National Bank has been serving the people of South Dakota with dependable banking solutions for better than 150 years. First Dakota, it's where the locals go. But we saw that snap was a little wide right from Miller because of the win. Gronowski had to one hand. So this is third and 14, no score, nine minutes first quarter. Villanova first down, then a punt, wind deflected into the back of an up man. Jacks a first down, and now facing third and 14. Four wides, two to either side. Now Hines will reel on as an up back left. Davis to Gronowski's right. Three down linemen, that's all that come. Gronowski throws it near side. The ball tipped away from Jaden Yonke. Covered well by Isis Waxter, the fifth year senior corner out of Newark, New Jersey. And now a field goal try. And Scotty, give us an idea of what Hunter Dustman's dealing with here. Good luck. Um, you're going to go right in, well, right to that uh, where the pride of the Dakotas is. It's with the win, but like you said, it's it's better. You're going to get distance here. Can you guide it and can you uh, dial it in with the win that's swirling a little bit here on this end? Not quite the center of the field. It's a 42-yard field goal try for Dustman. Olivier to snap it. It's good. Bell gets the placement. Dustman's kick is up. It has plenty of gas in the tank, and it is good. There is no doubt that Dustman was going to get it where it needed to go as far as the distance, and he puts it through the pipes to give South Dakota State the early lead. Your Northland Ford dealers drive summary, a rather unremarkable seven-play, six-yard drive that took three minutes and 38 seconds. The 42-yard Hunter Dustman field goal has given South Dakota State the early 3-0 lead with 8.38 remaining in the first quarter. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 8.38 in the first, 3-0 SDSU leads Villanova in the FCS quarterfinals. And this is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 8.38 to play here in the opening quarter. South Dakota State a 3-0 lead over Villanova. Hunter Dustman, 42-yard field goal gets South Dakota State off the board, cashing in on the shanked punt. Fans, the Summit Lake Network is your ticket to watching South Dakota State basketball. 
Virtually every conference game, home and away, will be available. Subscribe today at midcoastsportsplus.com and catch all of the action on the Summit League Network. And wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb. Hunter Dustman's second kickoff of the afternoon. The first one went way out of the back of the end zone. The Jacks deferred after winning the toss. Villanova took the ball, so SDSU strategically wanted the wind at its back in the first quarter. And it's paid dividends so far. Dustman's second kickoff, high and short towards the middle of the field. Ayo Durojaye will return it right seam to the 10, bounce off a tackle at the 15, and three more Jackrabbits swarmed. Dayton McGoy and Bryce Johnson were two of them. So it's a return of only 15 yards in Villanova with poor field position. That kickoff presented by Poet. Isn't it about time we got back in rhythm with nature? Poet, a proud leader in the sustainable bioproducts industry. Alex, last week and again this week, the coverage has been great on kickoffs. You know what? You can never forget about this third unit, that special teams unit, and the kickoff team has been excellent so far in the playoffs. Connor Watkins, one pass, it was incomplete. Villanova had four rushes for 10 yards. Three wides left and one to the right. Watkins with a back to his left. Takes the shotgun snap, fakes the handoff, drops to throw down the middle, incomplete. A diving Jason Freeman got his hands on it to deflect it away from Jaron Hayek, one of the best wide receivers in Villanova history. It's second and 10. On the concept of what Villanova does, right, they spread you out, put trips left or two, you know, split out two wide receivers on each side, and then they run that play action. Such a hard concept for a defense to prepare for. Jackrabbits put four down linemen up there and just put everybody else in coverage. Leaves that running game open. So you're going to start to see Watkins probably start to keep that run game or try to hand it off, but looking for them to just try to run the ball more and spread Jack, Jack up top. Second and 10, shotgun snap, handoff Jalen Jackson. Big hitter right side, 25, tripped up after a first down at the 28-yard line by a diving KO reader. It'll be a gain of 14 yards for Jalen Jackson, who is fourth in the nation in yards per rush, averaging 7.4 yards a carry. Added a little window dressing, that jet sweep motion coming across, freezes those linebackers, and then you hand it off going the opposite direction. Just gives extra creases for these explosive running backs for Villanova. 3-0, South Dakota State leads Villanova, 7.55 opening quarter. The wind is biting here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Jet sweep from right to left. Comes TD Iodurojaye, the running back who was lined up as a wideout. He breaks one tackle in the backfield. Then Adam Bach able to help him out of bounds at the 32 of Villanova after a gain of three. A little more window dressing. Well, there, there it was, right? You're, you're, every play you're doing, you're trying to set something up in the future. And right there it was, that jet sweep. Adam Bach, though, right? We talk about his his sideline to sideline ability and able to keep up with the wide receiver and get to the edge there to slow up that, that handoff. Villanova eighth in the country in total offense, 11th nationally in scoring offense. Second and seven, Nova at its own 32. Four down lineman, a high snap, handoff, delay run, DeWill Barley runs up the middle. Bach, Reeder, Freeman tag team him to the ground at the 36 after a four-yard gain. Watkins held that in the breath basket of D. Will Barley for a long time. Well, really, there's no drop-off. Similar to SDSU, the running game for Villanova, there's no drop-off between these two running backs. You can see the explosiveness. Once they get the ball, that, one, that ability to one-step jump cut, uh, they have some elusiveness to them. Third and three, crowd making noise. Two wides right, one left. 
Watkins with two bare hands out of the shotgun. Waiting on the snap, here it comes, blitzes on. Baca touched up the middle, forced an early release, which is low and incomplete for the tight end, Antonio Johnson. Johnson was open over the middle for a first down. Then at the end of the play, Dyshawn Gales is in a sitting position, and a flag came to his left, and Gales was applauding vigorously. Box blitz up the middle, forced a quicker throw than Watkins wanted, which the tight end Johnson couldn't handle. That means the punt team comes on. Then we had extracurriculars on top of it. Dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct on the offense. Number 82, 15-yard penalty brings up fourth down. That is Jalen Sanchez, the sophomore wide receiver and that's a 15-yard penalty that's costly in any scenario, particularly when you're punting into a 478-mile-an-hour win. I exaggerate slightly. The first punt was negative four yards. Fonda Cara stands at his own five. Tucker Large is waiting at midfield. If the punt gets that far, it's 35 yards. Snap was wide right, Fonda Caro came up with it, got it away, it's a wobbly ball to land at the 45, rolled across midfield, a great Villanova roll to the 43 of South Dakota State. That'll be 46 yards on the punt, should that 36 yards, 36 yards on the punt, beg your pardon. And with that, we have a timeout on the field. 6-10 to play in the opening quarter of the FCS quarterfinals. Top-seeded South Dakota State leads the eight-seed Villanova three to nothing. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Six ten to play in the opening quarter from Dana J. Dykow Stadium, South Dakota State. A 3-0 lead over Villanova here in the FCS quarterfinals. Winner moves on to the semifinals next weekend. At Hogemeyer, local means something greater. Raised local, raised right here in Jackrabbit Nation. You can learn more at therightseed.com. And Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, a proud partner of Jackrabbit Athletics. Just to be specific, according to the gauges we have here in the booth, the wind out of the north is currently at 31 miles per hour. And Scotty, it feels every bit of that. Oh, absolutely. That's not a lie. That is a true statement. I'd uh, calibrate the meter. It works. Gusts a little higher than that. Temp at 28 still our current reading. And again, it has been a factor so far. South Dakota State opens up its second drive at its own 43-yard line. Jacks will have the wind at their back for the next six minutes and 10 seconds of this uh, opening quarter. They got to take advantage of this wind at their back. They got six minutes left. You might be able to expect a couple shots now for uh, this drive at some point. Davis will line up behind Gronowski in a pistol formation. Give to Davis, starts left, cuts right, 45, 6, 7 to the 48-yard line. It's a five-yard gain for Davis, three rushes, nine yards today. The goal posts are wobbling back and forth in the breeze. Even the thick flagpole on the northeast corner of the stadium, of which the large American flag is starched, that even has some wobble to it as if it's a punch-drunk fighter. And if you are able to make that thing wobble, the wind, my friend, deserves a salute. Second and five, Jacks at their own 48, leading 3-0, 5.35 first quarter. Snap back, Gronowski, give to Davis. He'll cut left up the middle to midfield. 
spinning his way for a first Dakota first down to the 45-yard line of Villanova. Seven yards for Isaiah Davis. And you said it earlier on today, Alex, this is what the Jacks want to do when the wind really plays right into the 6.05 Hogs' favor. Well, and really, you know, they've, they've kind of mixed up the 11 personnel with one tight end. They've mixed it up with 12 personnel, bringing in Christensen for two tight ends. You know, the Jacks are just going to try to find different ways to outnumber the Villanova defense, which we've talked is that 3-3-5 gives a unique look, but you got to try to overpower them with the numbers and the size. From the 45 of Villanova, play fake to Davis. Gronowski looking deep, nothing there, feels the rush, rolls away to the right side, way behind the line of scrimmage, just had to get rid of it, and throws it on the sideline where Dayton Lagoy made the catch, took his jacket off, and is jumping up and down, celebrating on the near sideline, holding the ball in his right hand. If he wasn't a linebacker, not involved in the play, that would be a celebration worthy of discussing further. Instead, it's second down and 10. Guy sideline judge on this side, goes racing up to watch the end of that play his hat blew off it went literally the yards downfield had to be retrieved by uh, the, the uh, ball boy crew Jeez. second down 10 to go for the jacks on the right ear of the jackrabbit that is emblazoned on the soy based field turf handoff davis trying to run around the left edge and that villanova defense stretched it out camden gagnon the defensive end and the second team all caa linebacker brendan bell bring down davis four yards behind the line of scrimmage it'll be third and 14. it's worth pointing out villanova has only allowed two 100 yard rushers in 12 games this year but on that play you can see they like to blitz they like to bring that extra man they have three down linemen they're going to bring a linebacker somewhere bell was the guy off the edge that was triggered and was coming automatically was just able to track down isaiah from the back side so third and 14, wind at SDSU's back from the Villanova 49. Three wides, two right, one left. Gronowski looking left, looking left. He'll throw it down the left sideline. Incomplete, way over the head of Jackson Yonke. Man-to-man coverage supplied by Devon Marshall. And it'll be fourth down, and South Dakota State will punt. I mean, you can see the ball. I mean, even, even with the wind at your back, ball's going to probably sail a little bit more. Coach Lujan talked about, you know, when you get the ball up, it's going to be tough to control it, right? But if you can get those things on a line or get that 10 to 15-yard passes, you'll see more success. Why is that? Because, you know, more velocity, more tighter spin. Don't have to deal with that wind as you get higher and higher in the air. Rajon Pringle waits at his own eight. Can Dustman Coffin corner this? He has a black glove on his left hand, a bare right hand. The play clock running down, and the Jacks are going to take the five-yard penalty if Villanova allows it. This is an intentional delay of game. Offense, five-yard penalty, still put it down. So the Jacks thinking they can use five more yards with that stiff wind at the back of the punter. Greg Wilson, our referee, this Big Sky Conference officiating crew. Wilson and his crew were the individuals who administered the national championship game back in 2013 in Frisco. They've been at it a while. Dustman stands at his own 32. Villanova coming after it. Dustman quickly gets rid of it. Look at the wind blow this thing to the five and out the back of the end zone. Man, that was amazing to watch. That kick got up and it just took off. Like you took on a mushroom in Mario Kart. 3.53 to play in the opening quarter after a 54-yard punt, which was not returned. Top-seeded South Dakota State leads the eight-seed Villanova 3-0 in the FCS quarterfinals. And this is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 
3.53 to play here in the opening quarter from Dana J. Dykow Stadium, top seed at South Dakota State. A 3-0 lead over eight-seeded Villanova. Hefty brand 40 series corn, the first corn seed designed for high performance and soil temps as low as 40 degrees. You deserve exceptional health care, no matter where you live, and that's why Sanford Health is dedicated to providing quality care wherever your home may be. Here for you, here for It is so cold, we're having trouble keeping our connection with Scotty down on the field. Thanks for joining us wherever you may be throughout our Jackrabbit Sports Network, our great group of affiliates throughout the region. The Jackrabbit app, the Varsity Network app, or our DeKalb booth cam. You can find that on the X, formerly known as Twitter. You can find it on Facebook or on YouTube. With Scotty Quaz in the field, Alex Parker, Brent Bowen in the booth, I'm Tyler Merriam, Andrew Song, our statistician, Weston Van Eady, our parabolic microphone operator, and our network producer is Colin Oster back at our flagship 570 WNAX Studios. Villanova from its own 20 after the touchback, first and 10. Three wides, a back to either side of Watkins. He'll hand to Jalen Jackson, who cuts lap, breaks one tackle, then gets tripped up after a yard by Colby Herter, the junior safety out of the Houston area, his 34th tackle on the season. And we talked about it in pregame, Alex, that safety group of the Jackrabbits. Reader and Large, the starters, but Durant's Herter, Johnson, really under the radar, but so, so good. Well, just a steady bunch, right? And that's what you need when you have, you know, you talk about these linebackers all the time, but really the captains of that defense are those safeties, really putting people in position, taking care of things that may happen, um, but they've just been a steady bunch throughout the season. Second down and nine, play fake Watkins, pump fakes a pass left, now he'll run up the middle, and he dives through an ankle tackle of Freeman to the 26-yard line. Meanwhile, Villanova had a playbook, I believe it is, on the far sideline. It blew open, the binder came undone, and there are sheets of paper blowing all over the field, and the entire Villanova sidelines suddenly playing pickup, and one of the sheets blew up to the 15th row, and somebody caught it in the seats over there. <laughs> That is disaster when your game plan is strewn across the field. So Villanova with a third and four at its own 26. Three nothing Jackrabbits, 237 opening quarter. Three wides for Connor Watkins, the fifth year quarterback out of Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Handoff to Jalen Jackson who almost ran into his own lineman pulling the other direction. He runs right and gets a yard, but he needed three. He didn't even hit the 29 when he needed the 30. Brian Williams, the defensive tackle out of Florida at the bottom of the pile, and Villanova will send on the punt team. Well, again, credit def the defensive line for SDSU. Again, they do not have a small task either against the opponents they have in that Villanova offensive line. You're going 6'5", 310, 6'6", Big men on the Villanova side of the ball. The ball was placed on the edge of the 29-yard line. The wind blew it off the 29, so the officials blew their whistles to replace the ball. Nathan Fondacaro punted for 36 yards on his second try after his first hit the back of an up man because of this 30-plus mile-an-hour wind. Fondacaro to kick to Tucker Large. Jacks don't even rush it. Fondacaro, a high wobbly kick. That's actually a pretty good one into the wind. It'll bounce on the left sideline of the 34 and then roll out of bounds. I'll tell you what, with how stiff that breeze is, hard to argue with that particular kick. It'll end up being 36 yards again. So Fondacaro did about everything he could. And now we keep in mind the Jacks will have the wind at their back to start this drive. 139 opening quarter in the FCS quarterfinals. And SDSU a 3-0 lead over Villanova. 
see it's been a battle of trying to run the football and right now the Jacks have had you know maybe the the positive would be that wind is at their back they really haven't been able to utilize it so much with uh, them trying to just establish the run. Gronowski is one of four that one a jet sweep went for a minus five yards he'll clap his hands he'll give to Davis up the middle he'll range out right and get a couple of yards to the 37 near the 38 yard line. So Davis for maybe three. Again, the quarterbacks are a combined one for seven and the only completion, Gronowski on the jet sweep. So we're getting to the point where we may start seeing the veer and the wishbone and a little bit of everything if this keeps up. Well, Jasko, 12 personnel, two tight ends are in the game. Villanova brings in eight guys into the box, right? And so that's a really hard, tough way to try to run the football when you're outnumbered from the defensive front. Uh, but the Jacks are still trying to just pound the rock, trying to just keep kind of breaking through and trying to see what's going to work. Second and seven, Gus Miller, a bare right hand. Shotgun snap to Mark Gronowski. Hands to Isaiah Davis. Started a run left, nothing there. Tried to turn his corner, and he could not do it. Villanova stretched it out beautifully. Danny Abraham, the middle linebacker, has been all over the field for Nova in this opening quarter. Davis brought down at the 35 for a loss of three. It'll be third down and 10. Final minute, first quarter, South Dakota State a 3-0 lead over Villanova. And if the Jacks don't get this, they might call a timeout so they can punt with the wind at their back on fourth down. Two wides to either side. Davis to Gronowski's left hip, 18 seconds in the quarter. Gronowski quickly throws left side, Isaiah Davis breaks a tackle left sideline. First down and more, midfield, and he's out of bounds at the Villanova 43-yard line. 22 yards and a first Dakota first down on the 21st reception of the year for Isaiah Davis, who in space made a man miss one-on-one. -on -one. Call it good timing, a little bit of a lull right there. It didn't seem like much of a strong breeze at that point and able to get around the corner, which they've been trying to do so much here today. That brings us to the end of the first quarter on the Dakota Bank scoreboard as Davis bends over in front of one of the heaters in the sideline to warm up. We step aside. Top seed South Dakota State, a 3-0 lead over the eighth-seeded Wildcats of Villanova in the FCS playoffs quarterfinal round action from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. This is Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. Start of the second quarter from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. South Dakota State, a 3-0 lead over Villanova in the FCS quarterfinals and the football on the Wildcat 43-yard line. Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's proven for over a century. Tractors rated number one in durability and owner experience. Paid tools backed by a two-year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. And productive SSV skid steers. Visit your local South Dakota Kubota dealer for a demo today. One quarter in the books, and two completed passes out of the eight attempts between the two teams. The Jacks with 36 yards total, Villanova with 40. The difference in the game, Villanova's first punt, a gust of wind came up as Nathan Fondacaro, the Nova punter, tried to place the football in the air so he could punt it. It caused him to kick it into the back of an up man. The Jacks recovered, and with a short field, Hunter Dustman hit a 42-yarder. Adam Bach has four tackles to lead the Jackrabbits defensively. Danny Abraham was six for Villanova. Jalen Jackson, the Nova running back, four rushes, 24 yards. Isaiah Davis, seven rushes, 12 yards. And we continue to harp on it because of how big of a deal it is. The wind out of the north is currently at 31 miles an hour. It is 27 degrees, but Scotty, the real feel is barely double digits. 
Again, another true statement. Yeah, you can feel that uh, on your face, uh, right up around the jaws when you're trying to talk into a microphone. It makes it a good challenge. Earn your keep today. I think you're earning it more than us, my friend. Breakfast was good. I got to say, breakfast up there was good. Two wides left. First and 10 jacks with the Villanova 43. Amar Johnson in for the first time. Squirts up the middle to the 39. Four-yard gain. He got tripped up by Jake Reichwine, a defensive end who twice has played in the stadium in playoff games for Holy Cross. He's a fifth-year senior and grad transfer. He brings Johnson down after four. It's second down and six. Jacks going into that breeze now from right to left as we see things, or south to north. Jacks with Jaden Yonke wide left, Jackson wide right. They're both wearing white gloves. Amar Johnson behind Gronowski, the QB in a pistol. Snap back Gronowski, give to Amar Johnson, up the gut, 38, maybe the 37-yard line, call it two. And so this will be third and four, opening minute, second quarter, 3-0 SDSU leading Villanova in the FCS quarterfinals. You know, Jackson getting a nice initial push on the line of scrimmage, but those linebackers are flowing so quick. Tyler, we, Scotty and I talked in the, the pregame that those linebackers, the, the, that's the strength of Villanova. And you can see the speed, whether it's from uh, Bell to Abram, we've talked about him, Hartzell, but they all play a role in this. But the speed that they have and the closing speed has been crucial to them slowing up the SDSU run game. Four wides, two either side. Davis in to replace Johnson on third and four. Villanova blitzing, Gronowski's pass deflected at the line of scrimmage. The blitzing middle linebacker, Danny Abraham, jumped up and tipped the football back in the face of the quarterback, Gronowski. And now what do you do if you're South Dakota State? The ball is at the Villanova 37. The line to gain is the 33. It's fourth and four. And the Jacks offense is staying on the field. Jacks are eight for 10 on fourth downs this year for what it's worth. Graham Goring, Jackson Yonke, two wides right. Jaden Yonke, Zach Hines, two to the left. Davis back and to the left of Gronowski. Now Jaden motions left to right, five to snap it on fourth and four. Gronowski to throw him in a blitz. Great protection going deep down the right. Numbers reaching out and making the catch as he falls to the turf is Jaden Yonke at the 15-yard line of Villanova. There is a flag back at the line of scrimmage. It's 22 yards if it stands. Illegal formation offense. More than four players in the backfield. to have seven men on the line of scrimmage. And the Jacks didn't have seven, they only had six. You heard our referee, Greg Wilson, say more than four players in the backfield. So the Jacks, clock that up motion. He's put 13 minutes and 20 seconds on the clock, please. 13, 20. So the Jacks, with a self-inflicted wound, instead of having a first down at the Villanova 15, will punt. And Thank Dustman you. will have to do it into the wind. Rajon Pringle, 4.3 yards per return. The 5'9", fifth-year senior out of Woodbridge, Virginia, waiting back at his own nine. Dustman, a good snap, two steps, right-footed boot, high end over end. It hangs up and dies of exhaustion at the 14, then bounced back upfield. Sprinting down the field was Caleb Francel to corral it at the 16-yard line. It'll be a punt of 25 yards 
and a timeout of the field. 13-12, second quarter in the FCS quarterfinals. South Dakota State, a 3-0 lead over Villanova. Back to Frigid Brookings in just a moment. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 13-12 to play in the second quarter from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. South Dakota State leads Villanova 3-0 here in the FCS quarterfinals. Today's matchup is brought to you by First Premier Bank and Premier Bank Card. For all of your financial needs, choose a company that's locally grown and nationally known. Premier investing in you. And Mustang Seeds, a family-owned seed company that will provide you with quality seed and leading genetics. To learn more, visit mustangseeds.com. We have had 82 yards officially gained on the day. The Jackrabbits with 17 passing and 25 rushing for a total of 42. Villanova with 40, and it's all on the ground. The Jacks have attempted six passes. Granowski has completed two. One of those, a jet sweep where he pitches it in the backfield. He did hit Davis running out of the backfield, although it didn't go beyond the line of scrimmage. It worked out for a 22-yard gain. Connor Watkins, the third-team All-CAA quarterback for Villanova, is 0 for 3 through the air. Villanova begins at its own 17. Wildcats in all whites with two wides to either side. Jacks show five men at the line of scrimmage trying to confuse Villanova. Tervier and Box standing up on either side of three defensive linemen. D. Will Barley runs up the middle and he gets brought down by Caden Johnson who was held out last week because of illness for just a one yard gain. That was a unique defensive look by the yellow and blue. Three down linemen bring up Bach and the other linebacker on each side and again making it very difficult for the no running rooms. We talked about the abilities of the running backs for Villanova and able to find the creases. When you bring five guys, you're holding up all of those spots that he could have a cutback. Second and nine. Watkins overlooks a traditional four-man jackrabbit front. Two wides left, two more to the right. Stops his left foot, takes a letter-high shotgun snap, three-step drop, takes off and runs, tripped up from behind. He had room to run, but Ryan Van Morrow dove, swept with his left arm and tripped him up at the 20-yard line. So a gain of about two. Van Morrow saved what might have been a nice gain for Watkins. It's third and seven. Well, certainly, and again, the Jacks have to be kind of more on edge right now with the wind at behind Villanova. We've talked about the passing attack of Villanova. Jacks have to be able to stick in their passing lanes. You saw Van Merrill, you saw Trevere. Those guys have to just stick in their lanes. Don't give Watkins a chance to throw the ball or have a chance to run the ball if he has to tuck it. Villanova 0 of 3 on third downs, and as they line up, whistles and a timeout's been called. Timeout. What Greg Wilson just said, because you probably couldn't hear, was timeout South Dakota State, their first. The wind over 30 miles an hour. It is cold. The wind is biting. Hunter Dustman told some folks earlier on today while he was warming up, he has never felt a day quite like this during his time as a Jackrabbit. Connor Watkins, the Villanova quarterback, was warming up, and he was throwing towards the Villanova sideline. And Tom Luganville, who was handling the television broadcast for ESPN, said, how's it when you throw to the Jackrabbit sideline? He just shook his head and said, not good. These are some of the things we're dealing with here. Third and seven, Villanova at its own 20. 11-59, second quarter. Number one seeded South Dakota State, a three-nothing lead over the eight-seeded Wildcats of Villanova. Four wides, two either side. Barley the back on the left hip of 
Connor Watkins, the second year starter for the Wildcats. Jacks four down lineman. Bach and Freeman come on a delayed blitz. Watkins over the middle. The pass is incomplete. Covered by Tucker Large was Rajon Pringle, the intended wide receiver. Utilizing the forward pass is all but worthless right now. And even Large throwing the football back to the official. The win took it and the umpire to run 15 yards to corral it as Villanova will punt on fourth and seven. Well, talk about Tucker Large sticking with the fastest man on the Villanova offense. Again, Jacks bring pressure. They bring two extra linebackers to blitz, and Large is able to stick with Pringle when he does that crossing route. The football blew away from long snapper Ben Wheelis before he had a chance to corral it for Villanova. So the umpire had to blow it dead, come up and pick it up again. Nathan Fondacaro, three punts, a 22-yard average, but the last two, both into the win, were 36 after the shank job off his teammate that led to the only score. Good snap, Jacks don't come after it. Fonda Carroll, a wobbly one, but the breeze will do wonders for this. 40, 30, it rolls past Large inside the 20, inside the 15, inside the 10. This thing might never stop rolling to the nine, and it is finally corralled there. That is 72 yards on the punt. And South Dakota State will take over at its own nine-yard line when we come back. 11.39 remaining after a literal flipping of the field in quarter number two. And it's South Dakota State leading Villanova 3-0 in round of the round three of the FCS quarterfinals. This is Jack Rabbit football from Learfield. 11.39 to play in quarter number two. South Dakota State a 3-0 lead over Villanova in the FCS quarterfinals. Peterson Farm Seed does everything it takes to help farmers raise more bushels. They are that kind of seed company. So if you're that kind of farmer, make sure to give them a call or visit petersonfarmseed.com. And you can follow along at our broadcast at gojax.com. Stats, bios, game notes, lots more, gojax.com. We've had five first downs and five punts so far today. Jacks from their own nine. Gronowski a handoff to Isaiah Davis who gets held up in the backfield, broke a tackle, spun through a second, and somehow gained two yards. That was Herculean effort by Isaiah Davis to turn a loss into a two-yard gain. It's a small thing, but it matters mightily in a game where every inch is worth about 10 yards in the wind today. Well, again, your playbook goes from what you think you have as a full full book to where it's probably about one page or you're going to one personnel grouping. And so the Jacks have had to limit what they can call. And really, they're just trying to hit it between the tackles. They've wrinkled in a couple pass plays when needed um, and a couple of those outside run plays, but certainly trying to keep it between the tackles. Second and eight Jacks at their own 11. Gronowski juggles, corrals the snap, a bullet to the left side, incomplete for Jackson Yankee. Yankee couldn't quite haul it in. He was covered by Devon Marshall. He immediately looked to the head linesman with two hands open towards the cloud-covered sky, requesting a flag that never came. It'll be third down and eight. I'm all about physical play, but I guess when uh, when the ball is in the air, the, the defensive back can't necessarily have his hands on you to allow you to turn around. I mean, I feel like there might have been a questionable penalty flag that could have came out. It's not can't necessarily, you can't, period. Two of five, the Jacks are on third downs. They need eight from their own 11. Four wides, three right, one left, with Jaden Yonke motioning left to right. Quick throw to Yonke, and that bubble screen got eaten up. Jackson Yonke got beat man-to-man -man by Isis Waxter on the block, and then Waxter brings down Jaden Yonke behind the line of scrimmage at the eight. 
So that is a loss of a good four yards, and the Jacks will now punt from their own end zone with Dustman kicking into a breeze that is much more than that. It is a gale force wind of over 30 miles an hour. Dustman backs up into the middle of the checkerboard. Rajon Pringle stands at the 45 of SDSU to return this thing. Dustman takes the snap, two steps, right-footed boot. It moves to the 35-yard line, and it just held up in the wind. It landed at the 41, and then bounced three times in the same spot between the 43 and the 44, and that's where the Jacks down it. It'll be a punt of 36 yards for Dustman. But Villanova will have its best starting field position of the day with 10-0-1 remaining in the second quarter in South Dakota State leading the Wildcats three to nothing. Nose of the football will be on the Jackrabbit 44. Connor Watkins, the Villanova QB, is 0 for 4 through the air today. Villanova 12 rushes, 43 yards. Jalen Jackson has 24 of those on four carries. But it's TD Ayodurojaye, the third running back, on the left hip of Watkins. Four wides, three left, one right. Jacks rush four, play fake, Watkins a deep drop. He'll throw it down the left sideline and it's incomplete. It landed between a mess of bodies. Miles Taylor, Isaiah Stallbird, and the intended wide receiver on the left side of the field, Rajon Pringle at second and 10. That's the most vertical either team has tried to go today. There's a lot of activity in that pocket and he almost had to kind of reach over the top of a pocket there to try and get that ball out. I don't think he well, kind of got everything that's out. That's what I was going to say is it almost looked like maybe one of the defenders got his arm close to that wrist of Watkins coming through and just was able to, you know, not let him get a full follow through and get the ball downfield. Second and 10 from the Jacks, 44. Watkins, helmet eye snap, quickly throws it right side. Rajon Pringle turns up field between the seam and the numbers, and he's brought down to the 40-yard line. A four-yard gain. Large was on it immediately. Beanham came to help. It'll be third and six. That's the first completed pass for Villanova today. Oh, just a nice job, right? Again, as a defender, when you know a lot of this is going to be played in front of you, you can play with more of that uh, upfield momentum and pressure, and you can see the Jacks' defense is able to corral and get up to the line of scrimmage and slow up Pringle as he gets to the ball, limit those uh, limit those gains. Third and six, three wides left, one right. Villanova 0 for 4 on third down so far this afternoon. Watkins stops with his left foot, takes a knee-high snap, fakes the handoff to Ayo Durojaye, running left, trying to beat Quinton Hicks to the corner, and he will. He'll go out of bounds, but pick up a first down to the 32-yard line. He faked that handoff and ran parallel to the line of scrimmage with Hicks. Hicks did a great job of forcing him to the outside, but still able to pick up the first down as Watkins, the first third-down conversion of the day for Villanova. It makes it a tough situation when you're pushing those wide receivers upfield. Those guys have to read and react and get around those wide receivers to try to get back to the line of scrimmage. You see Watkins' speed being able to just beat guys to the edge. Jacks continue to have to keep an eye on that running option that Watkins has. From the Jacks, 32, first and 10. Watkins bobbled the snap, which was wide right, a play fake, looking deep, nothing there, rolling right, he'll run, he has room 30, angling right to the 25, and Beanham shoves him out of bounds there. Watkins for a gain of seven. It'll be second and three after we pause 10 seconds to allow stations to identify themselves. This is South Dakota State football. This is 
the star of this FCS quarterfinal has been the wind over 30 miles an hour consistently. Gus up near 40. It's coming out of the north at the back of Villanova right now, who has reached the Jackrabbit 25, second and three, trailing three nothing, eight minutes second quarter. Handoff, Jalen Jackson through a hole, left seam 20, 15, 10, five end zone, touchdown Villanova. And the Wildcats have the lead on Jalen Jackson's ninth rushing touchdown of the season. Oh, just a fantastic job again, Watkins just being the captain of the ship back there, just watching where the flow of that defensive line goes, reads it, hands it off, and was able to find, again, we talked about the speed, explosiveness, elusiveness of these running backs, find the crease, hit the hole hard, and was able to outrun everybody on the defensive side. Extra point coming from Matthew Mercurio. 53 of 54 in PAT so far this year. Fonda Carroll, the punter, gets the high snap down, and the kick is no good, wide left. So the win continues to be a factor in everything anyone does. The Northland Ford dealers drive summary, five plays, 44 yards in two minutes and seven seconds. Jalen Jackson's 25-yard touchdown run gives Villanova a 6-3 lead over South Dakota State. 7-54, second quarter, as the extra point goes wide left. Stay tuned, more of the FCS quarterfinals is coming up. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 7.54 to go in the second quarter. Villanova, a 6-3 lead over South Dakota State, taking advantage of the field position and punching in their first points of the game. Today's quarterfinal matchup is brought to you by Nutrain Egg Solutions. Ask any top performer and they'll tell you that home field is definitely an advantage. Whether it's staying at Jade Icow Stadium or on your farm's fields, local knowledge and local support matter. Nutrain Egg Solutions, the Jacks are leading the field this season and beyond. Can you please reset the clock to 7.55? Okay, so we're gonna put one second back on the clock. Wind has been a huge factor. South Dakota State, there is a flag on the field. Somebody lost their flag. This is not a penalty. There is a flag loose at the 28-yard line. <laughs> one of the officials had to come up and go give it to another one. We are in disarray. That's Rich Hanna, the side judge, who lost his flag. The head linesman, Justin Wilcox, went and retrieved it for him. Good teamwork, Scooter. He was one that made uh, made the call to please add the extra second. He ran 60 yards in the process of running 60 yards back. Lost his flag. So the kickoff from Nathan Fondacaro from left to right. The wind will push this back. And Goring had to go over his head. He did touch it. He can pick it up and simply down it in the end zone. He doesn't realize this. He ran it out. Then he dropped the football. And the Jacks jumped on it at the three-yard line. Goring came running forward. He misjudged the win. Then the ball went off the tip of his fingers. He never had possession. So in that case, when you retrieve it in the end zone, if you stay in the end zone or down it, it is going to be a touchback. Goring, because he touched it, panicked and thought he had to run it out of the end zone to avoid a safety. As he did, he then got hit and the ball was dislodged inside of the five yard line. And somehow, SDSU escapes with the football. My goodness. So it is 6-3 Villanova leading South Dakota State. The Jacks going into a wind of over 30 miles an hour begin at their own three. One wide, Marcus pressed into the right. Isaiah Davis behind Gronowski. 
Clap of the hands, give to Davis, who got hit at the goal line and barely avoided a safety. Shane Hartzell, who had 14 tackles in the second round win against Youngstown a week ago, almost had a safety. Davis turned and fell forward to only lose a yard. It's second and 11 at the Jacks' own two. Well, Max, Nova boxed up that whole side over there, right, where the Jacks are trying to run to, Alex. Well, you can pin the ears back, right? You got your back against the against the goal line. You got the wind coming in your face. I mean, really, you can just have that no-holds-bar mentality from the defensive side and just start bringing linebackers from every direction. One wide, Jaden Yonke to the right. Two backs, Brenner to Gronowski's left, Davis behind him. Here's Davis up the middle, ranging left, breaks one tackle, pushing forward to the six, seven. The 6.05 Hogs help him to the eight-yard line. Then the whistles come. After the whistles blew, Davis was pushed five more yards forward, but the whistles blew it dead at the eight-yard line. So Davis for a gain of six. And now the Jacks have a third down and five, trailing 6-3. 6.41 left in the second quarter. This is a big play. Certainly a big play, Tyler. We haven't really seen many big plays yet. I'd assume they're going to still keep it on the ground. Uh, but let's see if there's another wrinkle the Jacks can do. I don't know if it's trying to get to the edge, if it's, you know, less heavy set personnel, you know, going to from 12 personnel that they've been into 11, just trying to get guys and spacing for Isaiah to find some room to run. Quick snap, Gronowski drops to throw, pump fake going deep left sideline and trying to make the play, Jaden Yonke, but he couldn't haul it in. Devon Marshall had excellent coverage. It was a back shoulder throw to the outside near boundary. And Jaden Yonke turned, had an opportunity to make that catch, but Marshall was right there with him. Would have been a tough grab and now the Jacks will punt. And again, the ball is sitting on the Jacks' own eight. So Dustman must kick it from six yards in his own end zone is where he'll take the snap. And Rajon Pringle waits at the Jacks' 41. Dustman rolling right. This a line drive kick to the right sideline. Bounces the 37. It'll roll to the 38, to the 39, to the 40, to the 41. And it is stopped there. 33 yards on the punt. And South Dakota State will hand Villanova the football at the 41-yard line. Man, you see how important that field position is in a game like today. You know, Villanova, it's, it's a tale of two quarters so far, Tyler. When you looked at, you know, Villanova getting the ball inside their side of the field in the first quarter, was not able to get any movement. Jacks have really had a lot of issues and trouble trying to get any momentum with the wind into their face, again, going against the wind. So, again, field position so important in a game like today. 6-0-1, second quarter. Villanova, 6-3 lead, and the Wildcats have it first and 10 at the 41 of the Jacks. Jalen Jackson, who scored the touchdown in the last handoff, will take this one from Watkins. He'll shoe one tackler in the backfield with a cut left, then run along the left seam and break the 35-yard line of South Dakota State, a gain of nearly seven for Jackson, who has carried seven times for 56 yards today. And the ability for that jump cut, right? He was almost stopped in the backfield by a defense man, Zach Wilson. The ability just to have that one-step jump cut, get around that, get positive yard for six, seven yards. Um, just a way to stay ahead of the chains. Jackson is sixth in Villanova history in career rushing. He's to Watkins left on second down and three, just inside of the 35 of SDSU. 
Shotgun snap, play fake, Watkins to throw. Pressure, got rid of it, deep down the middle of the field, and it's dropped by Pringle, incomplete. Large tried to jump and swat it away. Pringle had it bounce off his fingertips inside the five. It deflected halfway into the end zone where Jaron Hayek dove, and he just couldn't quite come up with it off of the deflection, but that play was there, Alex. Well, it certainly was, and give credit to the offensive line. It starts there giving Watkins three seconds to just let those wide receivers that play develop and get downfield. Watkins, I think on average, is about 18 yards a catch. Uh, or 18 yards of pass play. Again, he likes to push it down the field. We talked about the vertical threats they have. Nice job getting it down there, had a chance. Might be four down territory here, third and a long three. Just inside of the Jacks, 35. One receiver left, two to the right, and now the play clock has dropped to zero. Did we get a timeout or not? We didn't. That's huge. That is huge. Villanova goes back five. And instead of third and three, it's third and eight. Mark Ferrante is pacing the far sideline like he cannot believe what just happened. The veteran head coach in year number seven at Villanova as the head man after he spent 30 years working for Andy Talley as his assistant. Listen to Dana J. Cal Stadium. It's about half full, but they are boisterous. They haven't had many chances to make noise today. Third and a long eight. Three wides for Connor Watkins. Play fake, a deep drop. He's hit and he goes down. Quinton Hicks with the quarterback sack at the 46. It's a loss of six and it's a Nutrient Ag Solution sack. The Ag retailer of the future, 13 career sacks for the Wichita, Kansas native. Well, nothing special out there. That was just Hicks just using effort, right? Getting around the hoop, getting that shoulder dip, and just getting around the edge of that right tackle and just making a play again. Jack's feed off of those big plays right there might be the start of something. Tucker Large needs to be the start of something here for South Dakota State. The nation's third best punt returner at 16.4 yards per stands inside of his own 10. Nathan Fondacara, wind at his back, had it blocked, then it's picked up. It is Matthew Durant's running down the right numbers. Carroll's right, he blocked it. The ball hit the turf and popped right back up. And the safety from Lutz, Florida, picked up the football and ran untouched along the right numbers to give South Dakota State the lead. Hunter Dustman's extra point is up and it is good. And South Dakota State has a 10 to six lead. That's the fourth blocked kick of the year, be it a punt, a PAT, or a field goal by the Jackrabbits, and it's proof somebody not named Van Morrow can do it. That Jackrabbit touchdown, Matthew Durant is officially being credited for a 45-yard return. It's powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at prostraloautomall.com. And New Seed wants you to take advantage of this golden opportunity in the fields on your farm. Score big with canola and sunflower hybrids from New Seed. 
24-23, second quarter, FCS quarterfinals, South Dakota State 10, Villanova 6. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 4.23 to go in the second quarter. South Dakota State with the momentum shifter that they needed. Matthew Durant's the block punt return for a touchdown. Our score is South Dakota State 10, Villanova 6 here in the FCS quarterfinals. Some of us grew up playing with tractors, and the lucky ones still do. Farmers and ranchers are providing safe and affordable food for our tables. The South Dakota Farm Bureau. Pride of the Dakotas Marching Band, 325 members strong under the guidance of Dr. Kevin Kessler. They were excited about today despite the weather. Jackrabbit Nation excited. And what an atmosphere after Matthew Durant not only blocked the punt, but had the ball bounce right up to him and he knew what to do with it. And how about that? The biggest play on this cold day from a native of Florida. 10-6, South Dakota State the lead, and Hunter Dustman from right to left will boot it. Ball was held by Colby Herter. Fair catch called for, wobbling in the breeze like it's a knuckleball. And the fair catch is secured by Jalen Sanchez at Villanova's 14-yard line. Scotty, Dana J. Dykow Stadium came alive a couple of minutes ago. That was like uh, somebody uh Threw a bunch of gas on the fire, just exploded. The sideline went bananas, the crowd went bananas, and there is a, a different tone. It was just kind of dead and kind of cold, to use a, uh, a, an appropriate term for the day, but still just 10-6, but it's going to take little plays like that that become big plays and special teams. That's going to be a difference in today's game. And the wind is causing that flag in the northeast corner of Dana J. Dykal Stadium to starch as strongly as it has all day. Watkins fakes the handoff, runs past Trevere up the middle 30, and then Bach and Large sidewind him down after 11 yards and a first down to the 36. When we talked about the coverage team early in the game, Alex made the remark, don't forget about the third part of this game, the special teams, the punt team of Villanova, the punt into the back of the up man, the Jacks a short field because of it, they kick a field goal, a blocked punt. The Jacks have all 10 points because of two punting miscues by Villanova. Such an important piece of the game, Tyler, especially in a, in a, in a weird field today. Wildcats from their own 36. Dwell Barley from right to left on the handoff will reach about the 40. Good team pursuit by the Jackrabbits. It was Freeman along with Dallas Beanham and Ryan Van Morrow who bring him down after a four-yard gain. 10-6, the Jacks lead the Wildcats. 325 second quarter in the FCS quarterfinals on this incredibly windy day in Brookings. Watkins has TD Iroduro Jaye are running back. He'll now split wide left. The other back D will Barley to the QB's left. Second and six. This is a fake to Barley. Watkins slings it right side incomplete. Pringle couldn't hang on. Large was coming hard, and right as he got there, Pringle dropped it anyhow. It would have been a first down, instead it's third and six. Well, and he had it, right? But Pringle, we've talked about, you know, how good of a player he's been all year and really in his career at Villanova. Just did not come up with the ball. It was, it was close to on point where it needed to be. Maybe felt the footsteps. Maybe started to look ahead to see what he could do after the catch. But again, make sure of that possession before you do anything more. Villanova one of six on third downs today. They need six from their own 40. Watkins through the air, just one completion for four yards. 
bobbled low snap. It rolled back to Watkins, who rolls right, flutters a ball down the right numbers, and Rajon Pringle found it, made the catch, and stumbled, falling along the 35-yard line of South Dakota State. How about the throw by Watkins? What do we hear? Watkins and Pringle, those guys, know they have a connection. There's something unique about it. He just dumps it to a spot and lets a receiver go get it. 25-yard completion to Pringle out of Woodbridge, Virginia, some 30 miles south of the White House. At the 35 of the Jacks, first and 10 play fake. Screen right side, and it bounced in front of Pringle. He caught it on a hop. It's an incomplete pass. It's second and 10. 2.32, second quarter. Quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. Top-seeded South Dakota State 10. Eighth-seeded Villanova 6, the Wildcats. The Colonial Athletic Association's automatic bid have won seven in a row by an average of 22 points a game. The Jackrabbits, the Missouri Valley Football Conference outright champion, 12-0 as we have the clock being reset. The Jackrabbits have won 19 straight in a row and they have beaten 16 consecutive ranked foes. Thank you. That's what's so remarkable during this win streak for SDSU. The Jacks have won 26 straight. 16 of them have been top 25 programs. 2.34, second quarter, Villanova trailing 10-6. Second and 10, Jacks 35, right hash. SDSU rushes four. Watkins will hand it off to Dwell Barley, runs right, and he is brought down after a gain of about six by Kale Reeder, the safety. To the 29 of SDSU, it's third and four. Watkins has really held that ball in the breadbasket of the running backs for a long time today. And that, that, that extra half second that he holds that ball before giving it or keeping it lets that offensive line really get in position to make a block, freezes those linebackers and gives advantage Villanova. Really tough for a defense to really prepare and work off of that when he delays that for so long. Third and four, Villanova at the Jacks 29. Watkins fakes a handoff, running left. He'll throw that way, and unable to get past the line of scrimmage, Jaron Hayek, because Tucker Large was all over it. Large brings down Hayek for no gain. It'll be fourth down, and Villanova, with 140 left in the half, has already missed a PAT today, and the Wildcats will keep the offense on the field. The ball is marked just beyond the 29. They need the 25. Fourth and a long three, almost four. Watkins was ready to take the snap. Then he looked over his left shoulder, as does the entire offense, to the far sideline. Play clock to five. Mark Ferrante standing on the edge of the official, and he taps his chest and says, call the timeout with one to snap it. Timeout, Villanova. Their first, 30-second timeout. Again, Villanova has missed a PAT already today. From here, the kick would be about a 46-yard field goal try. It is worth noting Villanova has 105 rushing yards today, 135 total to the Jacks' 46. But that does not include 45 yards of a return of a blocked punt by Matthew Durant, which is the difference in this Jackrabbit 10-6 lead. Well, it's momentum plays. It's, it's being able to take advantage of opportunities. And it's trying to find that opportunity with this kind of win. Scotty's talked about it a lot down there. It is a difference maker. That is the third enemy that's on the field today is that win that's out there. And again, 
Villanova's done a fantastic job of just being able to find what's working. And what has that been? Spread out the SDSU defense and make them try to tackle one-on-one -on -one and really just being able to um, make the defense kind of one-dimensional in a sense. Kicking unit is on the field. Now remember, they could fake this too. Matthew Mercurio is 8 of 11 on the year. This on the left hash would be a 46-yard field goal try. Good snap, good placement. Mercurio's kick, it has the distance, and it's good. What a booming 46-yard field goal from Matthew Mercurio. And Villanova within a point with 1.06 remaining in the second quarter. It is South Dakota State 10 and Villanova 9. The Northland Ford dealers drive summary, eight plays, 47 yards in three minutes and 13 seconds. Go further with the fuel efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. So the Jacks and Wildcats each have two timeouts. There's 106 left in the half. SDSU with a 10-9 lead. So you would presume going into the win, Nova having two timeouts, because the Wildcats used one before that to field goal try, they can't force a Jackrabbit punt if SDSU keeps the ball on the ground three times. Even if they don't pick up a first down, they would all but utilize that time remaining. It'd be really close. And kicking with the wind at his back will be Nathan Fondacarian. Have Graham Goring, Griffin Wildy back around the goal line. Fonda Carroll, a sidewinding kick that goes way out of the back of the end zone for a touchback. So we'll see how South Dakota State approaches this. We remind you, Hogemeyer Hybrids halftime report. Brent Bowen alongside. He'll recap what happened last night in Missoula and remind you of the other two FCS quarterfinals. If the Jacks win, they'll play either Friday or Saturday in the FCS semis. It would be here. But uh, that's the last thought on anybody's mind right now. Brent will have a first half recap and more. We'll hear from Jimmy Rogers. Plenty of additional content coming up at the break. SDSU first to 10 at its own 25. Isaiah Davis to the left of Gronowski, who has a white glove on his left hand. He'll drop to throw him in a blitz. Pump fake. Now he'll take off and run. Left numbers 30. 35 lowers his shoulder. Took a big hit, but pops up at the 40 after a 15-yard gain. It's a first Dakota first down, one minute left. Jacks will save their two timeouts. Remember, you got to get to about the 10-yard line to get a field goal into this wind right now. Jacks have a long way to go. Gronowski takes the snap, a one-step, looking, looking, tries to run right, and gets gobbled up by the Villanova defensive line for a loss of two at his own 38. It is second and 12. Jimmy Rogers was in the left ear of the headlinesman, ready to take a timeout, then he opted not to. So the Jacks won't huddle here. But with 32 seconds left, they're saving their two timeouts. They lead Villanova 10-9. Snap back, Gronowski, give to Davis. He'll try to run around the left edge. He'll run away from one man, break a tackle, leaning to the 41. So it's three yards for Davis. Clock will run under 20 seconds here. Let's see if SDSU even tries another snap. 12 seconds and ticking. The Jacks are going to snap it on third and nine, it appears. Seven seconds left, three wides right, one left. Gronowski takes the snap, looking left, he'll throw left side. Isaiah Davis made a leaping grab and got taken out at the legs in midair by Devon Marshall. So Davis a minimal gain, that brings us to the end of the second quarter. So it is halftime on the Dakota Bank scoreboard. 
in the FCS quarterfinals. Top seed South Dakota State leads the eighth seed Villanova 10-9, thanks to two punt miscues by the visiting Wildcats of Villanova. The Hogemeyer Hybrids halftime report is next. This is Jackrabbit football for Learfield. On the field with South Dakota State head coach Jimmy Rogers is Scotty Quaz. All right, guys, Jimmy, uh, offensively, it's hard to get anything going either side of the ball for either team, wind causing some issues here in this first half. Yeah, it is, but there's no excuse, and nobody cares about excuses. So we got to play better regardless of the elements. It is what it is. Defensively, uh, pleased with what you're doing all right. They're a physical team here and uh, holding them uh, out of the end zone other than that one score. Yeah, we're holding them, but everybody needs to do their job, and there's a couple of breakdowns that we're not. Um, so we'll fix it. We'll be a different team in the second half. You deferred, going to take the ball or take the wind here in this uh, start third? Oh, we're going to take the ball. Yep. Yeah. All, right. all right, guys, they got a plan. Well, Alex, it is interesting. We had the discussion when we went to break. We said, with the fact that the wind has been such a factor in this game, South Dakota State having won the toss and deferred, it's the Jackrabbits' choice to open up the second half if they want to take the ball or take the wind. And we thought that was a reasonable discussion. We chatted with some folks up here in the press box about it, but Jimmy Rogers didn't even seem to blink about that. Oh, oh we're taking the ball. He believes his, uh, you know, credit that offense. He believes in that group. I mean, you've seen we have two of the co-offensive players of the year in the Missouri Valley. Uh, but again, certainly a discussion point. We had the ESPN crew when we were in the middle here also had the same discussion, right? And so um, everybody was thinking it, wondering it. Uh, certainly you can see the nemesis is the wind to both of these teams. And uh, it comes down to, I, I believe it's going to be field position. And if you can just get a couple of these plays, to actually come together, but right now this wind is just making it a daunting task. And South Dakota State with just 64 yards offensively in that first half. Alex, that's the fewest yards the Jacks have gained in a first half since the 2011 game at Illinois. The Jacks lost that game 56-3. to Austin I remember. Sumner made I remember his debut in the fourth quarter. I had a feeling you might recall that particular I contest. remember that game, Tyler. There has been uh, very few games of that kind of offensive production, and uh, I was certainly on that team in 2011, and that was it. I can tell you the wind was not a factor in that game. <laughs> um, but certainly just to see that this is uh, certainly a different type of style and play that you have to play with today with this wind. But it does remind you how far this program has come from going to a Big Ten team and losing 56-3 to and not being tremendously surprised by that fact. The Jacks, that was the last year they didn't go to the playoffs. And now here you are thinking you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody at any level, the number one seed and winners of 26 in a row. Well, and I think, you know, you, you push back even further, right? When the Jacks initially went D1, they went and played UC Davis, I believe, for their first game of the FCS 1AA back then, and they lost about 56 to 7 or 15 or something. It was 52 nothing. Exactly. And here's the irony of this. Our replay official today was the umpire officiating that game. He was a part of the crew that game some two decades ago. And to that point though, right, you see the transitions that have happened and those steps and those and those milestones from going from uh, that first game, then you go and compete against Nebraska and lose by one touchdown. And now you're looking at the playoffs saying, you know what, we expect to be the one seed, the two seed, we expect to be in the semifinals and the championship. So again, those milestones and those steps. 
Kickoff by Nathan Fonda Carroll, running backwards, Griffin Wildy. He'll corral it at the 10, running right 15 to the 20. Stumbled through an ankle tackle and fell forward out to the 28-yard line. So Wildy for an 18-yard return. The Sioux Falls native, and it will be Villanova football, maybe South Dakota State football, I beg your pardon, against this Villanova defense from its own 28. Let us reiterate, it is a brutally windy day here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. And we are not overstating it. Wind is currently registering at 30 miles an hour consistently. Gusts even higher, 27 degrees with a wind chill of 11. Mark Gronowski out of the shotgun, drops back. He'll throw a bullet left side. Griffin Wilde makes the catch along the left boundary, and he is hit out of bounds by Ty Trin, the all-conference safety at his own 36. That's a gain of about eight. When Coach Rogers goes and takes the offense, right, he wants the offense get the ball, take the wind right away, get that momentum back. Again, give his offense the ability to open up the playbook, get those passing game going, but maybe kind of get that momentum going. We know the Jacks have done a fantastic job in the third quarters of each game, so again, just give them the momentum. Second and two Jackrabbits, opening minute, third quarter, 10-9 lead over Villanova in the FCS quarterfinals. Gronowski, a clap of his hands, turns and gives it to Isaiah Davis, who breaks one tackle, running through a second, bulldozes through a third, and then gets shoved forward and down by his teammate, his starting center, Gus Miller, to the 46-yard line. 10 yards and a first Dakota first down. That's the longest rush for Isaiah Davis this afternoon. And again, it wasn't easy, right? He's, he's breaking arm tackles, body tackles, takes three guys to drag him down, but again, Simple inside zone, let that offensive line just get in position, get those blocks, and let Isaiah Davis do the rest. Davis now 32 yards on 12 carries as the wind is howling on the northeast side of the SDSU campus. From the Jack zone 46, Gronowski, a play fake, looking left, pump fake, rolling out to the right, pump fake again, gets away from a man, running to the near side, then threw at the very end because he was still behind the line. Incomplete for Mike Morgan. That was a heads-up play by Gronowski, who despite all of that maneuvering, was going to go out of bounds for a two or three yard loss by simply throwing the ball beyond the line of scrimmage. It sets up a second and 10, there's no loss. No loss, and again, I think, Zach Hines has been kind of lost in the shuffle of today. He has had a couple open routes that have happened right there. Him and another wide receiver did kind of a crossing route. He was doing an out route. If Mark would have had an extra half second, I think he was looking in that direction. So again, start looking to see if they start to look after Zach Hines in the second half. Second down, 10 to go for the Jacks from their own 46. Villanova with an all-out blitz. Gronowski stands up, throws over the middle. Zach Hines right on cue, had the football. Then it got punched free and diving and coming up with it out of midair at the 29-yard line is Jalen Goodman of Villanova. Hines was hit over the middle. It was a gain of 20 plus yards and as he was turning upfield he had the ball punched out from behind by Brendan Bell the senior all-conference linebacker and then Goodman dove and in case it wasn't a catch which I think it would have been Goodman came up with it anyhow in air and Villanova forces the turnover at the 28. Well, maybe I shouldn't bring up maybe what they're starting to look at unfortunately that happened but again Zach Hines got inside leverage on that linebacker again those linebackers Backers are up against the line of scrimmage. Just takes one or two steps. Had the step on him. Great yardage. Now we just got to protect the football. So 13-22 third quarter. SDSU 10, Villanova 9. Wildcats at their own 28, first and 10. 
Snap back, Connor Watkins. Give Jalen Jackson spinning through a tackle to the 33. Jackson for five. Jared DePriest on the stop. Jackson, seven rushes, 61 yards. He's fourth in the nation in yards per rush. He had two rushing touchdowns in the second round win over Youngstown a week ago. And he's sixth in school history in career rushing. The diminutive dasher, 5'9", 220 out of Richmond, Virginia. Second and five Wildcats. Jacks three down linemen. Tervere stands up and Bach on the other side. They bring a blitz as well with Stallbird. Watkins faked a handoff, then followed the running back Jackson up the middle. And Connor Watkins, the fifth year quarterback, gains a yard to the 34. It's third and four, but there again, that look with three down linemen. Bach standing up on one end and Tervere the D end on the other. Gotta create confusion, gotta create chaos. Again, just giving a simple change of a look of the formation or the, the, the down linemen for the Jackrabbits going from a four front to a three front. Giving them a taste of their own medicine, Tyler, with that three-man front. Freeman out, large is in. He'll operate as a nickel back here for SDSU. Third down and four for Villanova from its own 34. Three wides for Watkins. The quarterback takes a helmet eye snap, a deep drop. He's flushed, he's scrambling, and he will not get away from Quinton Hicks, who dove and tripped him up. Watkins was able to fall forward and just break the line of scrimmage. So it is not a sack, but Hicks again causing problems in the Villanova backfield. It will be fourth down and three, Villanova at its own 35. The punt return team started to come on, and now there's some confusion. They will indeed send the punt return team on. Jacks almost kept their defense on the field. That was the confusion there, but they got it sorted out. Nathan Fondacaro, five punts, a 27-yard average. One was blocked, another went into the back of his upman. Fondacaro takes the snap, two steps. This a right-footed boot that the wind will kill at the 45. It'll roll inside the 40 of SDSU and trick a lot of bounds at the 38 of SDSU. So a 27-yard punt and a timeout on the field. 11-08, third quarter in the quarterfinals of the football championship subdivision playoffs. Number one seed, 12-0 South Dakota State, leads 10-2, eight-seeded Villanova by a point. SDSU 10 and Villanova 9. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 11.08 to go in quarter number three. South Dakota State a 10-9 lead over Villanova with the football here in the FCS quarterfinals. Working for the future of agriculture and those who want to be a part of it. Farm Credit Services of America. Agriculture works here. And if it's in your big picture, First Bank and Trust can help you achieve it. Personalized financial planning and trusted advice. Find out how at First Bank and Trust can make planning for your future easier. Visit bankeasy.com. You can probably hear it through our field microphones with the help of Weston Van Eady and, of course, Scotty on the sidelines how cold it is. They are showing fans on the video board and a number of them are displaying their grit and determination by taking off their outer layers and flailing them in circles over their heads to expose their bare chests. Visions that I need not see and as a radio audience you can thank yourselves that you don't have to. Jacks from their own 38, first and 10, three wides left. Gronowski, a wide right snap, he one hands it, runs up the middle, actually knocked down Gus Miller, his own center, as he runs to the 42. For a four-yard gain, it'll be second down and six. Well, quarterback power, that's perfect to see. You know, they're taking the reins off of Mark Gronowski, giving him the opportunity to start running it, but getting that extra man in the blocking scene with Isaiah Davis. We've seen how the Villanova defense has really just bottled up everything between the tackles. 
adding that extra man to block certainly will help alleviate some of those issues. And you can see a nice three-yard game, four-yard game. Jacks had eight turnovers in 11 regular season games. They committed two last week and the one a little bit ago, but they survive it. Second down and six from their own 42, 10-25 third quarter, a 10-9 lead for SDSU over Villanova. Davis behind Gronowski in a pistol. It's Davis starting right. He'll cut left, lower his shoulder, and take for a ride Camden Gagnon, the defensive end of the 45. Gain of three, it sets up third and three. But there's the power of Davis giving up 50 pounds and three inches to the DN Gagnon, and yet Davis drugging for three yards. Well, and you know, an important quarter, Tyler, the third quarter, we were looking at these stats, and right now, Jacks are leading their opponents in the third quarter, 93 points to 13, Villanova. 87 to 23 points. So again, both teams have done a nice job slowing the opposition up and taking advantage of scores in the third quarter. So this is going to be a big, big quarter for both teams. Third and three at the 45. Davis will run off the left side, spin, lunge to the 46, and they'll mark him down there. He only gets one on third and three. This is a Jackrabbit offense, the best third down converting team in the nation at 56%. They are now two of nine on third downs, and Jimmy Rogers not blinking with the wind at his team's back and 9.20 to play with a one-point lead in the third quarter. The offense stays on the field on fourth and two, Alex. Certainly a big play, but again, trust in your offense, fourth and three. You know what, Expect high expectations for this offensive line. Gradowski goes under center, Gus Miller, and plows forward, and he'll pick up the first down to the 49-yard line. A man came from the backside to help push Gronowski forward. The Jacks had three wides. Gronowski looked left and audibled, then took the snap under center, and Zach Hines, the tight end, came in and shoved Gronowski forward at the end. Gus Miller channeling that Jason Kelsey Philadelphia Eagles move there and just submarining that nose guard across the other side in green, and well, that leaves a hole for Gronowski. Yeah. Nova, of course, located in Philadelphia, and their city mates, the Eagles, call that play the brotherly shove. First and 10 jacks their own 49. Gronowski a play fake amid a blitz, chucks it deep down their right sideline for Jackson Yonke. Incomplete, out of the reach of Yonke. Isis Waxter had the coverage, and the SDSU fans, head coach Jimmy Rogers and the sideline, everyone up in arms. They thought that Waxter interfered with Yonke. It'll be second and 10. Yonke's trying to cut back inside and get back to the ball, and he ran into the defender, Waxter, and almost if he was held him up or if he ran into him. And I wonder if that wasn't judged as a catchable ball, to be That's honest. That's what I was kind of thinking. You know, three, four yards away from the, the wide receiver is a tough one for the official to want to make a call. 8-15, third quarter. Jacks a 10-9 lead, facing second and 10 at their own 49. Gronowski a three-step drop, slings it left side, making the catch. Jaden Yonke, he had a jump to do so, then got drilled by Devon Marshall at the 43. It's a gain of six, make a gain of eight. It'll be third and two, and Marshall, who made the hit on Yonke, is still down. So we have an injury on the field. Villanova corner, Devon Marshall, the sophomore out of Boston. And with that, we step aside, 8-09 in the third quarter. South Dakota State leads Villanova 10-9, and it's third and two jacks at the Wildcat 43 when you come back to Dana J. Dykow Stadium. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 8.14 to go here in the third quarter from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. South Dakota State a third and two on the Villanova 43-yard line in a 10-9 lead. 
Isn't it about time we got back in rhythm with nature? Poet is working in sync with the earth to produce innovative and sustainable plant-based solutions that are changing the world. Visit Poet.com and you can get back in rhythm with nature with Poet. And before we get back to action, let's pause 10 seconds to allow stations to identify themselves. This is South Dakota State Football. This is WNAX Yankton. Check out the impressive capability of the Ford F-150 at buyfordnow.com. With Alex Parker and Brent Bowen in the Hefty C broadcast booth and Scotty Quaz on the field, I'm Tyler Merriam. Hefty brand Freedom Series soybeans. Be free to set yield records on your farm with the protection and power of Extend Flex soybeans. The rest of our crew includes our statistician, Andrew Song, our parabolic microphone operator, Weston Van Eady, bringing you all the sounds field level. And our network producers, so good to have Colin Oster back with us. Talked a couple of weeks ago. Colin, his wife, the baby, all doing well. That's why he's with us. We're good to have, glad to have everybody back. Big play here. Jack's third and a long one from just outside of the 42 of Villanova. Davis behind Gronowski, pistol formation. Snap back, hand to Davis, following Mason McCormick off the right side. First down inside the 40. Breaks an ankle tackle at the 30. Spins inside the 25 to the 23-yard line of Villanova. 19 yards at a first Dakota first down. A punishing run from number 22. There is Isaiah Davis. We've been waiting for something like that all day. Went heavy, heavy personnel with 13 personnel, three tight ends, fullbacks in the game. And again, just let the horses ride and let Isaiah Davis find those holes and break all those arm tackles. Longest rush of the day for Isaiah Davis, 15 rushes, 54 yards. At the Nova 24 from left to right we go. High snap, Gronowski jumped for it, then handed off to Davis, who shimmies his way to the 20-yard line for about a four-yard gain. And this is the first time either team will have a snap inside the opponent's 20-yard line. Visit your local Case IH dealer or log on to caseih.com slash Jackrabbits, SDSU, in the Case IH red zone. Meanwhile, the strong safety for Villanova, whom it refers to as the Spur, Ty Trin, a senior out of the Baltimore area, Owings Mills, Maryland, is on the field. He was laying down on his chest for a, about a minute. Now he's finally turned over onto his back. The athletic training staff of Villanova is looking at his left leg. And Trin has flopped his arms out to either side. He is in a great deal of pain. He's battled some hand issues this year, so he has a heavily taped left hand. And now multiple members of the athletic training staff helping Trin to his feet. And he will not be able to put any pressure on his left leg. He's literally hopping on his right leg only to get off the field. Trin, 44 tackles on the year, the best safety that Villanova has. That is a significant loss for seventh-year head coach Mark Ferrante's defense. We have 7-11 left in the third quarter of the FCS quarterfinals. Top seed South Dakota State leads eight-seeded Villanova 10-9, thanks to two punt miscues by Villanova. One, Matthew Durant's blocked and returned 45 yards for the only Jackrabbit touchdown. Jacks a second and six at the 20 of Villanova between the hashes. Three wides, two right, one left. Gronowski claps his hands once a second time. Play fake Davis, looks over the middle. Jackson Yaki makes the catching stride, breaks the tackle into the end zone. Touch down, Jackrabbits.
extracurriculars after the play. We have a flag down in the middle of the field at the 17-yard line that needs to be sorted out. Our referee, Greg Wilson, chatting with multiple members of his crew. Now they're looking over at the Villanova side. It appears it's on the Jacks. Jimmy Rogers telling the linesman he needs to watch the video board, but the officials aren't allowed to watch the video board. So, I, th I think it started with Isaiah Davis coming on that play action, blocked one of the defenders. He kept Result of the play is a touchdown. Then after the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, offense number 78, his first. That put him being forced on the extra point. And that was the discussion was, would the Jackrabbits have 15 more yards on the kickoff or 15 on the PAT? And I think this is smart by Mark Ferrante, even though the wind is at SDSU's back. We've seen Villanova miss a PAT going in this direction. It's 16-9 SDSU. If they miss this longer PAT, which now will be a 35-yard kick for Hunter Dustman, it's still only a seven-point game. It'll be center of the field. Bell will place it. Caden Olivier to snap it. Hunter Dustman, a 35-yard extra point try, is on its way, and it is good. So that Jackrabbit touchdown, a 20-yarder from Mark Gronowski to Jackson Yonke. It is Jackson Yonke's 29th career receiving touchdown. He is alone in third place in program history. And it is the 46th consecutive game Jackson Yonke has made a reception. That 20-yarder powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at ProstraloAutomall.com. The Northland Ford Dealers Drive Summary, nine plays. 62 yards in four minutes and seven seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 701 third quarter, South Dakota State 17, Villanova 9 in the FCS quarterfinals. You're listening to Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 701 to play in the third quarter. South Dakota State extends their lead to 17-9 over Villanova here in the FCS quarterfinals. First Interstate Bank offers a comprehensive suite of personal and business products to take care of your diverse financial needs. First Interstate Bank, built for you. Hunter Dustman with the 30-plus mile-an-hour wind at his back will kick things off from left to right. Off the hold of Jalen B. Lee, this end-over-end kick is returnable. TD Ayodurojaye out of the end zone to the 10, running right 15 to the 20, and he'll get brought down to the 24-yard line by Tucker Large. That kickoff presented by Poet. Isn't it about time that we got back in rhythm with nature? Poet, a proud leader in the sustainable bioproducts industry. Montana will host one semifinal next weekend. If the Jacks win, they host the other. It'll be either Friday or Saturday. As of now, there'll be one game each day. Times, days will be announced after the other two games are final. NDSU at USD kicking off in Vermillion in a half an hour. And the late game, Albany and Idaho in the Kibbe Dome in Moscow coming up tonight at 10 o'clock. Villanova at its 0-24, a first and 10. Jalen Jackson takes the handoff, cuts back left, and gains a couple. The 26-yard line, he ran into Cade Trevier, the sixth-year senior defensive end out of Brandon. Nice job on Trevier, just following down that tackle, right? When they run across the way, he's just got to slow up and take away that C or D gap. Right there was the C gap. And then again, 
Those running backs with those quick jump cuts come backside, and he's able just to corral them. So second down and eight for Villanova. Wildcats in all white uniforms, jacks, white helmets, blue tops over white pants. A back to either side of Connor Watkins. Blitz is on. Watkins will fake the handoff. Keep up the middle. Isaiah Stalbert brings him down to the 30-yard line. It's a gain of about four, third and four. And there again, that was one-on-one. -on -one. If Watkins gets by Stalbert, there's all sorts of real estate up the middle, but Stalbert a sure tackle. Man, he's, he's been playing at a high level really all this year. I mean, you can see as a senior kind of saying it's his last stance, uh, just the closing speed. That thing opened up like the Red Sea, so to speak. And Isaiah was able to close in on him and just be able to take Watkins on from the side. I think that's a little easier than head up uh, when he can kind of be a little more shifty than some quarterbacks. Wildcats are two of nine on third downs today. This third and a long three. They need their own 34. Watkins to throw. Bach comes in a blitz. He'll step up. He'll start to run, then throw it behind the line. Left side, Jalen Jackson makes the catch. First down, 40. 45 out of bounds on the SDSU sideline at the 47-yard line. 17-yard gain and terrific awareness by Watkins that he wasn't to the line of scrimmage yet, so he could still throw that ball to Jackson, who was all alone in the left flat. Well, and when you when you bring an extra blitzer like Bach, that opens up spacing for passing. We know how good they are at passing. Was able to find the open man. Watkins on first down will hand it off. Jalen Jackson ran up the middle, picked up about four, crossing the midfield stripe. He gets tossed down by an ankle tackle of Jason Freeman at the SDSU 49. Watkins is four of 12 passing for 46 yards. Villanova has run for 119. Jalen Jackson, nine rushes, 67 yards, including the 25-yard touchdown, and Watkins, 10 for 41. 440, quarter three, Jack 17, Villanova, nine. Wildcats at the SDSU, 49, a second and six. Handoff, D-Will Barley stretching it to the right, tried to cut back left, and he'll get thrown back after a yard. As he ran right, Max Balloon was the first man there who turned him back left where three Jacks, including Zach Wilson, were present. A gain of one. This sets up a third and five. Certainly keeps the playbook open. You know, your third and half the, half the distance there, five yards. I mean, with what Villanova can do, really, you know, expect about anything, but you know that play action. Watkins can run. He can hand it off. He can kind of try to find one of those athletic wide receivers out there. Jacks have a tough, tough task on this play. Three wides bunched right. One receiver left. Four down linemen for SDSU. They blitz two more. Pressure on Watkins. Screen. What a play call. Catch is made by Dwell Barley. Running to the left inside the 40. And Dyshawn Gales may have saved a touchdown, tripping him up at the 32-yard line. A gain of 16. And when there's a blitz on and you call a screen, it usually means bad news for the defense. Screens and draws are those blitz breakers. And you saw it right there. Timely call by the offensive staff and was able to catch SDSU in that blitz, bringing Freeman and Bach. 20 in the third. Jacks a 17-9 lead. Villanova at the SDSU 33, traveling into the 30-plus mile-an-hour win. Watkins will hand it off to Will Barley, the running back on a jet sweep, and he'll get brought down just outside of the right seam by Dallas Beanham at the 27. It's a pickup of six. Villanova likes to send its running backs out as wideouts, then use them in the jet sweep running game, and that's what happened there. Certainly puts a lot of pressure on that defense when you're trying to account for guys in the backfield handoffs. 
and uh, what can certainly happen. Again, you know these guys want to get to the edges. They want to have those back cuts, and when you have multiple running backs that have good vision and quick explosive play or abilities, uh, just got to be on a swivel. Two running backs both line up to the left. The quarterback Watkins, he gives to Barley, who started right. Balloon forced him back in. He cut left to the 25 for a couple. It'll be third down. Caden Johnson, Kate Tervere, Jason Freeman all there. So third down and two for Villanova. Wildcats have already converted a couple of third downs on this drive. Villanova grinding this uh, possession out into the wind here. And Getting into the teeth of it down here towards the Stiglmeyer Family Student Athletes. This drive approaching five minutes. It started back at their own 24. Ninth play, three wides right, one left. Barley on the right hip of Connor Watkins, the quarterback. He'll take the helmet eye snap, fake to Barley, then bobbled the football as he pulled it out of the rib cage of the running back. He then came up with it and leans for a first down just shy of the 20. A gain of nearly five for Watkins and a first down. We've talked so often about his lengthy holds there on the play fake that almost forced a fumble. The ball popped up into the air, but he regained it and picks up a first down. And it's tough for a defense to try to just keep hanging in there when they ride that, that play action out. And when he does that, it just gives him a chance for those old linemen to really get and set up those blocks and gives him a chance to get that extra one or two yards. First and 10, Villanova just outside the 20, play fake. Watkins rolls right, throws down the right sideline, in and out of the hands of Jared Hayek. Hayek was covered by Dallas Beanham, and he had an opportunity as he got spun around to make that catch with the throw into the wind, but he couldn't quite come up with it. It'll be second down and 10. Really good coverage by Beanham on this one. It uh, looked like it was a touchdown from the opposite side of the field. Well, that's tough, right? They had two wide receivers or guys open for passes short, so the Jackrabbit defense sucks up, and Beanham was able to just recover and get back to that deep man. Fortunately, that wind or just the inability to get that up and over the defender was able to uh, make it for a second and long. Second and 10, just outside of the 20. Watkins fakes to Barley, fakes the pass right, tries to take off running, and Adam Bach met him at the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down and 10, right at the 20-yard line as the Jacks send in some fresh defensive linemen. Caden Johnson, one of the four that comes in. Also in Brian Williams, Jared DePriest returns, and Kate Tervere. Stallberg, Bach, Large, Beanham, Gales, Reeder, Herter. That's the Jackrabbit 11 right now. Third and 10, Villanova at the SDSU 20. Watkins pressured, screen over the middle. Barley again, 15, ranging right to the 10. First down, goal to go. Run down from behind at the six yard line by Caden Johnson. Gain of 14 and again, third down. Jesse Bobbitt dials up a blitz and Villanova catches them with the screen. Barley, a big play once again. And again, you just gotta, I, I get the idea where the Jacks were wanting to get after him again. You don't know what's happening. Fill those lanes, but those uh, those screens certainly make it difficult to slow that up. Also, another thing you're going to start looking for are those draws by Villanova. Villanova was at the line, but let the third quarter run out. So we played three quarters in the FCS quarterfinals. Top seed South Dakota State leads Villanova 17-9, but the Wildcats will have first and goal when the fourth quarter begins. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield.
as we start the fourth quarter on the Dakota Bank scoreboard. South Dakota State 17, Villanova 9. That's Wildcat football on the Jackrabbit six-yard line with the wind at their backs. Fans, the Jackrabbit app is your home for all things SDSU athletics. You can access your ticket account, earn rewards from local businesses, in-game updates, and live audio and video. Visit gojacks.com apps and download the Jackrabbit app on your mobile device today. The difference in this game, Villanova two first-half punts. One that went off the back of an up man because the wind blew the drop by punter Fondacaro onto his leg. The Jacks recovered deep in Villanova territory and kicked a field goal. Then another punt that Matthew Durant blocked, picked up off a bounce as he blocked and he returned it 45 yards for a touchdown. Those two punting miscues have caused the Jacks to score 10 points and they lead Villanova 17 to nine. The Jacks 170 total yards to Villanova's 212. The Jacks have 91 rushing, 79 passing. Villanova 138 rushing, 74 passing. Wildcats have had the football for five and a half more minutes of South Dakota State. And Nova is six of 13 on third downs, including three third down conversions on this drive. A 12 play, 70 yard drive that has taken almost seven minutes. And now we begin the fourth quarter on this cloudy and brutally windy day. Cutting through you like a machete if you're on the field or in the stands. First and goal, Wildcats at the Jackrabbit six. Three wides, two right, one left. Jacks jumped early, got back. Watkins will hand it off to Barley on the delay, and he gets planted in the soy-based field turf behind the line of scrimmage by Ryan Van Morrow. That's a loss of two. What an effort, what a job by the defensive line, Ryan Van Merrill and the squad down there in the trenches, just sticking with that offensive lineman as they were trying to do that outside zone and just not giving any crease. Van Merrill finding his own crease and getting attacked on the backfield. 14th play of this drive. Second down, goal to go from the eight middle of the field. Wide snap. Coming up with it, Watkins, hands to Barley, and he got stood up by Isaiah Stahlberg. Van Marl from behind after a couple to the six-yard line. It'll be third down and goal to go. It's worth remembering the wind is at the back of Villanova, but in this direction earlier in the game, kicker Matthew Mercurio missed an extra point. What an effort by Stahlberg. That was man-on-man, face-mask to face-mask, and he won the battle. You hear the wind at over 30 miles an hour out of the north. Three wides left and one to the right. The quarterback Watkins sends a man in motion, Jaron Hayek, drops to throw him in a four-man rush. Looking left, looking left, rolling that way. He'll lob it to the back left corner of the end zone and too high. Threw it out the back of the end zone intended for Hayek. You assume the wind had something to do with that. And with 13.32 remaining, Villanova, knowing it has the wind in this fourth quarter, will play for points. And here comes a field goal try for Matthew Mercurio. One heck of a stand there, Tyler. You know, they, they had a nice drive throughout the third quarter. And Jackrabbit defense, when it comes within that 20-yard line, 10-yard line, did a fantastic job just bending but don't breaking. And uh, right now, have a chance to make another big play on special teams. Mercurio hit from 46 earlier. This will be a 23-yarder, center of the field, end-over-end kick is on the way and good. 
and Villanova cuts into the South Dakota State lead with 13-29 remaining. Well, that was an impressive drive and keeping the football out of the hands of the Jackrabbit offense. However, the South Dakota State defense holds Villanova to a mere three points. So both teams happy with that in the end, I would say. 16 plays, 70 yards in eight minutes and 25 seconds. And Matthew Mercurio with a field goal of 23 yards makes it SDSU 17. Villanova 12. That's your Northland Ford Dealers Drive summary. Go further with the fuel efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 13.29 left, SDSU 17, Villanova 12. The FCS quarterfinals return in a moment. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 13.29 to go in regulation from Dana J. Dykow Stadium, South Dakota State. A 17 12 lead here in the fourth quarter, but defense holds strong. A 16-play drive by the Wildcats ends in just three points. You deserve exceptional health care, no matter where you live. That's why Sanford Health is dedicated to providing quality care wherever your home may be. Here for all, here for, all, here for good, Sanford Health. The wind continuing to whip. It comes straight out of the north at the back of Villanova kicker Nathan Fondacaro who will boom it to either Graham Goring or Griffin Wilde on the south goal line. High end over end, backing up Wilde, lets it go over his head and out the back of the end zone for a touchback. South Dakota State a five point lead and the football with 13.29 left. It has been very difficult for teams to move the football into the wind, although Villanova had some success in the third quarter on that previous drive that ended and a field goal. Mark Gronowski today, eight of 16 passing, 79 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah Davis, 16 rushes, 58 yards. He has rushed for 100 yards 10 times in 13 playoff games. Davis to the left of Gronowski, two wides right, double tights left. Three down linemen for Villanova. Gronowski fakes the screen, he'll run to the left, break an ankle tackle, stay on his feet, and pedal to the 34-yard line for nine yards. Second down and short for South Dakota State. What an effort by Gronowski after they faked that bubble screen to the right and everybody bought it. Well, what a play, right? I mean, just keep got to throw those wrinkles in there. You got to keep, you built something in the first half. You're setting things up for the second here. And you know what, the Jacks, again, have the wind in their face. But again, you can mix up those play calls. You can do some unique looks. You can fake the bubble. You can run it up the middle. You can now go back to that bubble, and they're going to start thinking about what they should be reacting to from the defensive side. Second and one. Gronowski clapped his hands, then stepped up and waved to his offensive lineman to call something off. Now he takes the letter high shotgun snap. Give to Davis. Looking for him off the right side. He's got it. 35, 40, midfield. Center of the field, 40. Right seam, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Jackrabbits. Jackrabbits want to go for two. They lead it 23 to 12 with 12.34 remaining. I guess that's how you take the wind out of the picture, just 
Well, let Isaiah Davis race the uh, hash marks. What, what's that old line Jim Croce used to say? You don't spit into the wind, but Isaiah Davis <laughs> can run into it. Three to snap it on this two-point conversion try. Gronowski fakes a handoff, rolling right, looking, looking. Now he'll try to run. He'll get bottled up shy of the two-yard line. Jacks fail on the two-point conversion attempt, but Isaiah Davis with his 20th career rushing touchdown in the playoffs. That's just in 14 postseason games. Davis's rush, a 66-yard touchdown run. It is the longest touchdown run for Davis this year, and it's his 47th career rushing touchdown. He ties Kyle Manette for third on the SDSU all-time list. It was powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at ProstraloAutomall.com. The Northland Ford Dealers Drive Summary. Two plays, 75 yards in 55 seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at BuyFordNow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 12:34 remains in the FCS quarterfinal. South Dakota State 23, Villanova 12, and this is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 12:34 to play here in the fourth quarter from Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium. Isaiah Davis, a 66-yard touchdown run to put the Jacks up 11 over Villanova. You can make the outdoors your office by being an intern, seasonal, or volunteer with South Dakota Game Fish and Parks. Visit gfp.sd.gov for more information on positions. Dustman, a line drive kick picked up by TD Iroduro-Jaye around the 10-yard line, and then bringing him down shy of the 25, Dante Johnson. The backup safety came sprinting down the middle of the field to bring down Iroduro-Jaye after a 14-yard return. TD went airborne to make that cut, and he was, Johnson was right there to kind of just give him a 180 spin in midair. And, Made for an acrobatic tackle, ignites the sideline here. That kickoff presented by Poet. Isn't it about time we got back in rhythm with nature? Poet, a proud leader in the sustainable bioproducts industry. By the way, that run by Davis, the fourth time in playoff history, Davis has rushed for at least 50 yards. Of course, his best one, his career long for his entire career, the 83-yarder against Sam Houston in the Spring National Championship game that is the stuff of legend. Villanova from its own 27, first and 10. Connor Watkins, a play fake, a deep drop. He'll throw it down the right seam into double. Coverage down the speed of intercepts the 35. Running backwards, and he's tripped up at the 30-yard line. Third INT for Dallas Beanham this year, and he looked like the wide receiver. The speed of Beanham. Reeder had the inside coverage. He comes from the outside back up the middle to pick that off. There are some wheels on number seven. Well, isn't it interesting? It was not that long ago. Villanova kicked that field goal to take a 16-12 lead, and the Jacks were going to have to move into the win. You felt like Villanova was building momentum. Then Davis busts the big one. Now the interception, and all of a sudden, SDSU with a chance to simply take control of this game by wrapping its two big yellow and blue hands and squeezing the life out of the oblong spheroid. SDSU at its own 32, Gronowski calls something off in a pistol formation, Davis behind him. The hand is to Davis, up the middle to the 35, and he's tackled from behind at the 39-yard line. Seven-yard gain, the tackle coming from the backside of the play. 
And Alex, you can speak this offensive line. Seems there's a spark up front. There are some holes. They're making some gaps that we maybe didn't see in the first half. Certainly a belief on just, you know, continuously pound the rock, and at some point it's going to crack, and we saw that on the last drive. But again, the SDSU offensive line wants to get to the fourth quarter and continuously trying to wear down that defensive front. They're certainly doing it right now. The football blew backwards a couple of yards because of how big the wind is. And so play had to be stopped so they could respot the football. I think that's a uh, playoff record fourth respot because of wind in a game. There's only been four? I believe so. We'll, we'll verify. 31 mile an hour northerly wind. The wind chill is 11. Gronowski to throw out of the gun on second and three. A seed to the left side and a diving catch made by Jaden Yonke. It's a first Dakota first down to the 45. That's a six-yard gain. That's a long throw anyway and into a 30-mile-an-hour win. That's ridiculous. Such an impressive throw right there. And you can see he put that thing on a line. I mean, he reared back like he was in the outfield trying to get it to home plate. And Yonke came up again with another big play. Again, having those outs on the outside there with the Yonke twins. Uh, just being able to get it in the vicinity, and they're most likely going to come down with a great play by Jaden. First and 10 jacks at their own 45. Graham Goring realigns to the left of Gronowski. It's a give to Davis running right. He'll break a tackle at midfield, and then he'll dive to the 48-yard line of Villanova for seven more. 19 rushes, 138 yards for Davis who has now jumped Manette for career rushing yards. He's fourth in school history. He's tied Manette for the third most rushing yards ever by a Jackrabbit running back. And again, it's just ridiculous. He's gained over 1,700 yards in the playoffs alone. 20 rushing touchdowns and 11 100-yard games in just the postseason. Amar Johnson and to spell him on second and three. Johnson up the gut with a first down to the 42 of Villanova. It's a gain of six and a first Dakota first down. And now a flag has come in. There was all sorts of back and forth from both sides and running in from the backside. The back judge threw a flag high into the air with the help of the wind. It blew about 30 yards. Quentin Christensen trucked the guy down the field about uh, 10 yards. Kind of uh, got into a tussle at the end of the play there. Greg Wilson, the veteran white hat, started to make a call. Then he came back in to confer with his crew again. And we're waiting for him to tell us about this flag. After the play, that's worse for my conduct on the offense, number 83. 15-yard penalty, first down. Christensen looking to the sideline, pleading his case, inferring that the two-time Class B heavyweight wrestling champion out of Westington Springs is innocent. Well, he kind of ran the guy over and landed on top of him, and then as he was getting up, the player underneath was trying to get up, and it, I think it looked a little worse than it probably was. Yeah, they was had just a, an overmatch. <laughs> Quentin Christensen way overmatched that DB. They had a close-up. It didn't look like that was deserving of a flag on either side. Christensen was trying to get up, and the Villanova player didn't really engage him that much. Either way, it is a first and 10. Just move it back to the Jack Zone 43. Jet sweep, Jackson Yonke. Pitches it back, Jaden Yonke. Flea flicker, Mark Gronowski. Throws it left side, Jackson Yonke. Now he turns, and he'll follow blockers running to the right side, and he will spin, and by golly, he gained a yard. <laughs> 
Can you replay that for me one more time so I can catch up on what just happened, Jaden Tyler? Yonke took a pitch on a jet sweep from right to left, Alex. Then Jaden pitched to his twin brother Jackson going from left to right, who flipped it back to Mark Gronowski. At which point Jackson then spun pivot, went back to the left side. Gronowski threw it to the left side numbers. Jackson caught it, ran all the way to the right side seam, spun, and gained about four and a half feet. 65 yards of movement for a one-yard gain. Hey, the win won't affect that play, though. Keep the defense guessing, I guess. 9.15 remaining. Other, other teams will have to scout that now. South Dakota State 23. Can you imagine a scout team trying to run that? Jack's a 23-12 lead, second and eights. Direct snap, Gronowski. He will break a tackle in the backfield. A shoe a second and reach the 48 of his own. Gain of three, it's third and five. All right, so let's reestablish things. Nine minutes remain. South Dakota State 23, Villanova 12. A spot in the FCS semifinals on the line. The Jacks traveling into a 30-plus mile-an-hour wind. Villanova has it at its back. And there were a couple of Villanova players behind the line of scrimmage in the Jackrabbit faces. SDSU wanted a flag. They get everything resituated, and the play clock is still running here. Now they reset it. This is exactly what SDSU offensive line we just talked about. It wants that to happen. You can start to see that emotion happening from that defensive side. They're starting to lose a little bit of it. SDSU offense is starting to impress their will on this uh, drive right now. So five yards to go from the Jack zone 48. Play clock at five. Gronowski claps his hands. He'll give it to Amar Johnson, who will run up the middle, and he won't have anywhere to go. Wrapping him up around the waist was Shane Hartzell the all-league linebacker out of Pennsylvania, over 80 tackles on the year. The clock is under eight minutes to play. South Dakota State 23 and Villanova 12. And at this point, that clock just continues to churn and Jackrabbit's time of possession racking up. So Dustman to punt into the wind. Had to get rid of it quickly. This just a line drive. It lands at the 40. It'll trickle inside the 30 to the 26. And then Dayton McGoy and Colby Herter were pantomiming brooms as if they were in curling, trying to sweep that thing along. But uh, nevertheless, the ball stops the 27-yard line. We'll call it a 24-yard putt. No return. And with 7.28 remaining in the fourth quarter, South Dakota State has a 23-12 lead on Villanova in the FCS quarterfinals. This is Jackrabbit football for Blairfield. 7.28 to go in the fourth quarter. South Dakota State leads Villanova 23-12. It's Wildcat football on their own 27-yard line. At Hogemeyer, local means something greater. Raised local, raised right here in Jackrabbit Nation. You can learn more at therightseed.com. You can listen to our broadcast on the Varsity Network app. Very cool app. Check it out on Apple and Android. Live or on demand. Catch the Jackrabbits anytime on the Varsity Network app. Villanova from its own 28, a first down and 10. Three wides left and one to the right. Ayo Durojaye, the running back, to the left of Connor Watkins, who will hand it to TD Durojaye, who gets swallowed up by Quinton Hicks, who tried to force the football free as well, but couldn't do it. It'll be a two-yard gain. It sets up a second down and eight. Hicks is playing like a menace right now. I mean, he's making a lot of different plays. He's being able to just impact the game in different ways. But really, he's taking advantage of those tackles and just pressing them down into the play and then making plays on the ball carrier. Second and eight. 
at the 30 of Villanova's own. Watkins a one-step, a quick toss, and he one-hopped the throw to the left sideline. It was intended for Jalen Sanchez. Some sort of miscommunication there. He jumped out to have some words with both Hayek and Sanchez. Something on that route or that right side didn't work. Third down, six to go. Villanova at its own 31. 6.55, fourth quarter, Jacks 23, Wildcats 12. Watkins takes a wobbly snap, a deep drop. Stepping up, he'll run to the right side. Juke a man in Freeman who stayed with it and held him up for the hit by Van Marl to knock him back at the 35. He's still three yards shy of the sticks. And we'll see what Villanova does here with six and a half minutes left. The wind at its back down by 11. The Nova punt team has come on the field. This would be the sixth punt of the day for Fondacaro as he has had one blocked. And for the record, Jimmy has left the defense on the field. Jacks have nobody back to return. Finally, Large will backpedal that one. There's the snap. Two steps and the right-footed boot by Fondacaro. The wind will push Large back to the 19. Large catches, running left, jukes around the left side, spins through a tackle to the 25. It is a six-yard return for Tucker Large on a 46-yard punt. And so time out of the field with 5.54 remaining. South Dakota State 23 and Villanova 12. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 5.54 to play here from Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium. South Dakota State leads Villanova 23-12 to here in the FCS quarterfinals. It's Jackrabbit football on their own 25-yard line. Fans, make sure to subscribe to the Jackrabbit Sports Network podcast so you can hear the latest in SDSU athletics. You can hear weekly interviews, game replays, coaches' shows, and more. Search Jackrabbits wherever you podcast and hit the subscribe button. like hours of weekly content. And don't forget, we've got two basketball games today on the network. The Jackrabbit women's basketball team at Northern Iowa. Brad Peterson is on our sister stations, the Jackrabbit app, the Varsity Network app. That game will tip in about 15 minutes. Then Al Bahi has the men's game at Wichita. That's at the downtown Wichita Arena. No video coverage of that because we're in the 1990s. And so Al Bahi will call that game. But the way Bahi describes it, you'll feel like you're there. It's a throwback. What time is that game at, Tyler? I believe that is a 6 o'clock tip with a 5.30 pregame coverage. Perfect. Bahi would tell you he is, yes. First and 10 jacks of their own 25. By the way, Scotty, our stat man Andrew Song informs us there's been five times the ball has rolled away and necessitated a stoppage in play. He's a good one. He certainly is. Hand off to Isaiah Davis running left. He's also a good one. Bouncing through a tackle, dragging a second for a first Dakota first down. 13 yards for Davis. And the defender trying to make the initial tackle, Elijah Glover got some friendly fire at the end of the play, and he is still down on the field. They faked an end around behind Davis, who drug Glover. And then as the play was ending, another man came in and hit Davis down. It was Camden Gagnon. And the combination of those two landing on Glover is why play has been stopped with 5.42 left. I think some of the success we're starting to see from the SDSU offense is we've talked about how 
Isaiah Davis and Amar Johnson have been so patient when they hit the holes, but this this quarter, I guess these past two drives, they've actually kind of sped up that tempo and are hitting that front side play call a little quicker, not leaving that backside trailing defender to be able to catch them and make those plays, which they did in the first half. They were getting caught up on the backside when they were trying to slowly, patiently find the hole. So do you feel like this Jackrabbit offense just more aggressive in this second half? Is that why the running game is playing I wouldn't better? say it's aggressive, but uh, as, a, as a running quicker. back, you're always looking for that one-step cut back. You know, you always have one, two, three lanes to kind of look at, play side, play, or backside, and they typically let that kind of line up. This time, they're just hitting those holes that they're wanting to and not necessarily looking for that backside So they're more cut. proactive than reactive. I think so, and you can see Isaiah's a lot more steady when he does it. These last two drives, he's been a lot more persistent or, or, or quicker to the hole. Just picking a hole, going and, for and it, rather it. than I trying to so. read it. I think so. Davis, 20 rushes, 151 yards, and a score. Jacks coming out of the injury timeout. will wait things out here for the play clock. There's 5.20 left in the game, 20 to snap it. Jacks an 11-point lead going into the wind. Gronowski with Davis behind him in a pistol, claps his hands, now steps up, waves something off, turned over his right shoulder and talked to Davis. Now back in the shotgun with seven to snap, it gives to Davis who runs right and gets spun down in a heavily trafficked area at the 41 after a gain of nearly three. And Villanova wants a timeout. Timeout, Villanova, their first 30-second timeout. So 5.03 left, South Dakota State 23, Villanova 12. First Dakota National Bank postgame show. Planning to join us, Matthew Durant, who had the blocked punt that he picked up in return for a touchdown. Dallas Beanham, who had the big interception. He's played very well today for how little there's actually been action to his cornerback position. And we'll hear from Mason McCormick, a member of the 605 Hawks. And I have a feeling you'll have an expression or two and a thought or two he'll wish to share with us. It's just a hunch for the 60-year left guard making his 55th consecutive start in yellow and blue. So Villanova with two timeouts remaining. Jacks a second down and seven from their own 41. Double tights left, one wide either side. Davis behind Gronowski. Snap back, give to Davis, running left, cuts right to the 45, to the 47, to the 48, surging to the 49. First Dakota first down, eight more yards for Davis. That's 162 on 22 carries. Davis is nothing short of exception. They've got Garrett Greenfield and two tight ends <laughs> stacked up on that left-hand side. It's just, there's, it's just an overpowering. And let's not forget McCormick's the left guard. He's no <laughs> slouch over there either. He looks like the small guy over there. Oh, Morgan will thank you for that. Two wides right. Jacks first and 10 at their own 49. 419 left. They lead it 23 to 12. Davis behind Gronowski in the pistol. Here's Davis trying to run left, nothing there, but he jukes a man, crosses midfield, jumped over another, literally into the arms of Evan Berenson, his own offensive lineman, and they fall forward to the 47 of Villanova for four yards. Timeout. Villanova, their second. 30-second timeout. So one timeout remaining, but isn't it interesting that the Jackrabbits have done their most damage on the ground on offense, period, in this fourth quarter going into that 30-mile-an-hour win. Well, you know, talking to Coach Lujan, they wanted to bring out 12 personnel, big bodies, the tight ends. You just talked about having the Morgans. You had the Heinzes. You bring out uh, Christensen. You bring out these big bodies. 
and the idea is just get man on man. And really what Scotty said, want to try to maul that side of the ball that you're going to and not let them really have a clear shot or, or finding Isaiah Davis. They've done a nice job of just hitting the hole hard, being decisive on their decision-making, not necessarily looking for that play to kind of sway past them and then try to cut behind. They're just hitting the play side and really having a lot of success in the fourth quarter. 4.08 to play, Jacks 23, Villanova 12. SDSU at the Nova 47, second and six. Davis to the right of Gronowski in the gun. Three wides, two right, one left. Fake to Davis, Gronowski throws right seam. Jaden Yonke makes the catch, slips a tackle, turns up field inside the 35. Run down from his left at the 32 of Villanova. 15 yards and a first Dakota first down. Villanova only one timeout left, under four minutes to play as Quinton Christensen returns to operate as a sixth offensive lineman. Jackrabbits just imposing their will at this point on a Villanova team that is seventh in the nation in total defense. Gronowski waves off the original call. The 33 of the Wildcats, right hash of first and 10. Clap of the hands, give to Davis. Running right, cuts left, cuts back right, and he gained a couple to the 31-yard line, and Villanova will exhaust its timeouts. This is their third and final of the second half. Timeout, Villanova. Their third and final timeout. 30-second timeout. Again, during the first Dakota National Bank postgame show, Matthew Durant, Dallas Beanham, Mason McCormick will all join us. On top of that, we'll have a complete recap of this one. Stats, highlights, awards. We'll keep you updated on the early happenings in Vermilion, North Dakota State at South Dakota in a quarterfinal on the other side of the bracket. And a couple of reminders here. If the Jacks finish this off, they will host the other semifinal. The two semis will be in Missoula and Brookings. The Jacks would play either Friday night or sometime Saturday, we believe. The NCAA and ESPN will confirm all of that either late tonight or tomorrow. And then on Monday, season ticket holders will begin to receive information on what would happen to the Jacks advance beyond next week. Second down and about eight. Jacks at the Villanova 31. Gronowski turns, hands to Davis. Nothing up the middle. Cuts out left. Throws a stiff arm inside the 30. Angling to the left sideline. That gets ridden down from behind of the 25. It's a gain of six. It'll set up a third down and two as the clock will churn inside of three minutes. The ultimate goal is obviously to always score, but really in this type of game, in this type of fashion, it's just to keep grinding out that clock, Tyler, and they've done a fantastic job on this drive, staying inbounds, extending plays, converting third downs, and just keeping the Villanova offense at bay on the sideline. Eighth play of this drive, it's third and two. Jack's only three of 11 on third downs today. One wide out, pressed into the right. Davis behind Gronowski. It is Davis off the right side, following McCormick's lead block, and he will squeeze through a hole to the 21-yard line and pick up a first Dakota first down. Four-yard gain, and with 2.20 to play, the Jackrabbit fans here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium can taste victory 10,216, the announced number, 10 to 16 and they can sense the Jacks are about to return to the semifinals for the sixth time in the last seven playoffs. 
And those 10,000 have really made a lot of noise today, Tyler. You can hear it through the broadcast. They've certainly been a difference maker in this game. Granowski with Davis behind him in the pistol. From the Villanova 21, first and 10. Davis running left, cuts right, 15, 10, cuts back left, stumbling his way to the six. He couldn't quite keep his feet. If he didn't stumble, he would have scored from behind. Isis Waxter brought him down as he stumbled forward. That's 15 yards and a first Dakota first down. Zone right, zone left. Power right with Mason, power left with Berenson pulling around. Uh, Jacks have certainly taken over the line of scrimmage, which we talked about. They want to control that. Sometimes it takes three quarters to finally get there, but the Jacks have started to finally see that crack happening and uh, are really imposing their will. Davis, hands on his hips, is exhausted, but he won't have to take a, another handoff because Mark Gronowski is going to put a knee to it. 110 left, three to snap it. Gronowski will kneel down. And the Jacks will have to do this one more time. On this game clinching drive, Alex, eight carries, 55 yards for Davis, who you can tell will be in need of some oxygen when this game is over. And to cap it off, the most beautiful play formation out there, victory take a knee, and being able to do that in your opposing uh, opposing, opposing teams uh, inside the 20-yard line is uh, one of the best feelings you can have as an offensive player. And again, we said it coming in, this might be the most well-rounded team the Jacks have played this year. Villanova gave the Jacks everything they could handle and then some. Gronowski with a knee one more time. And he doesn't want to give the football back. He's begging the official to keep it, and they made him throw it back. Gronowski wanted to savor that one. Quinton Hicks ran on the field and started to give Davis a big hug, and Davis said, don't hug me, I need to breathe. Final 15 seconds will tick off as the teams come to midfield and exchange handshakes and congratulations. Isaiah Davis, 27 rushes, 192 yards, and a touchdown. His 20th playoff rushing score. Matthew Durance, a blocked punt that he picked up and ran to the end zone. And South Dakota State survives a brutal wind and a very tough opponent to move on to the FCS semifinals. In Brookings, SDSU 23, Villanova 12, and the Jacks are coming back here next week to host the semifinals. Stay tuned for the first Dakota National Bank postgame show. It's coming up in just a moment. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. And with more as the first Dakota National Bank postgame show continues, here's Tyler Marion. All right, thank you very much, Brent. And uh, trying to keep him warm underneath the second level of the Stiglmeyer Family Student <laughs> Athlete Center, Matthew Durance is with us. Matthew, can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, I, I have to say, I thought it was rather ironic. One of the biggest plays in this bone-chilling game <laughs> was made by a young man from Florida. <laughs> yeah, after being here for three years, you get a little used to it. But still, it's uh, very chilly, I'd say. Is, I mean, Montana State was really cold last year in the semifinals, oh. but with this win, this can't be far behind. Yeah, no, we were uh, we were joking around in the locker room pregame saying, man, it feels just like Montana State. From the standpoint of the blocked punt, you know I'm going to ask you about it. Let's just start with what you saw, how it played out. Uh, so we tried it a um, couple punts earlier, and uh, we had to make an adjustment. We went to the shorter side of the field. Uh, we knew they were blocking heavy down, and I just had to – replace his body with my body and I just looked it off his hand and happened to pop right up into me so 
the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> well, that's the most remarkable part. It's one thing to block it, but for the ball to hit the ground and come right back up to you, you didn't even have to bend down for that thing. <laughs> yeah, I was telling guys, like, that will probably never, ever happen again. It was very lucky, but I'm glad it happened. So. It happened at the right time. And then as you're running into the end zone, can you hear this place explode? Are you even aware of that? Oh, yeah. It's like uh, something goes off and you just, I don't know, it's everything you dream of. So it was an awesome moment. What uh, what was it about that play that stands out to you the most? Uh, there's a couple things. Earlier in the week, uh, Coach Rogers comes up to me. He's like, uh, I see it in my dreams. You're going to block it. He then, did not. <laughs> I swear. So that was on Tuesday. And then I think it was Wednesday, me and Tucker are talking. He's like, you going to block it? I was like, yeah, I'm going to block it. He goes, you going to scoop and score? I was like, I'm going to scoop and score. And so it all happened. So it was fun. Well, I know gambling is illegal for me, but Matthew, there are some individuals listening who may need some lottery numbers, so I think we'll be consulting with you in a little while. But, hey, what has Jackrabbit Nation meant to you, like you said, coming from a long way away, getting acclimated to all of this? What's this fan base meant to you? Oh, it's awesome. They're, the support is unmatched. Uh, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, like you said, coming from far away, but a couple months being here, I knew that I made the right choice. It was, It's unmatched, like I said. It's awesome. Well, Matthew, congratulations on what is a moment Jackrabbit Nation will never forget and try to warm up now, okay? Yes, thank you so much. Matthew Durant's out of Lutz, Florida with us here on the first Dakota National Bank postgame show as South Dakota State eliminates Villanova in the FCS quarterfinals. 23-12, the Jackrabbits are victorious. Tyler Merriam joined now by the offensive lineman who made his 55th consecutive start at left guard today, the sixth-year senior out of Sioux Falls, Mason McCormick. Mason, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Excited to get a win. I'm sure you are. I do have to relay a quote to you, and you tell me if it's true or not. When we chatted with offensive coordinator Zach Lujan on Thursday at our regular weekly meetings, he said uh, of the weather, the 605 Hogs are hoping it's snowy and it's windy and they want all this and then some. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes for a more memorable game. Um, just excited to get a win out here today. Well, I have to ask because we we chatted after the Montana State game last year, and you said, I don't care what anybody says. It was cold. I felt it. It was cold. You told me that. How was it today? wasn't warm. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't warm by any means, but, uh, you know, we, we knew what we had to do, come out here and get it done, and uh, that's what we did, and uh, it, was, it was fun. Hey, all joking aside, how much do you actually feel it? Is it more when you come off to the sidelines? The only thing I really care about is my fingers. I think that goes for a lot of guys. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely on the side that once you're standing there. All right, you got ten fingers still? I'm good to go. Okay, they're all in working order. What changed with this offense? Because in the first three quarters, you had some success, but it wasn't until the fourth quarter you really started to dominate the line of scrimmage. Was there a, was it a different mindset, different play? What changed in that fourth quarter? It was It's just belief. I mean, we know we can go out here and wear on these guys. Um, they were blitzing like crazy, and uh, we, we made a few adjustments, and uh, we just kept believing, kept pushing, um, got a little momentum, and just ran with it. Isaiah Davis today, 27 carries, 192 yards, and a touchdown. And there's a number of times he's running up on your back trying to get through you to hit the hole and bust off. What has he been like to block for and to watch during your time as a Jackrabbit? Well, he makes us look pretty good. And uh, he's, he's a ton of fun because he likes to give the credit to us. Um, but uh, he's, he's phenomenal. 
and then tell me your view of Matthew Durance's blocked punt and return to the end zone. I was uh, far down there, and uh, I saw it happen, and I didn't want to get a penalty, so I started pushing guys back onto our sideline just so we didn't get a sideline warning or whatever. Mason McCormick, you didn't want a penalty? Yeah, that's two games in a row, Look no penalties you. here. So Look at you, my friend. <laughs> two games in a row, no penalties. Uh, what, uh, what stands out to you most about this win today? Just the belief, man. Our guys, everybody has each other's back, um, and that was a fun team win, man. Mason, thanks for the time. Congratulations. Thank you. Mason McCormick off to get warm along with his teammates, and understandably so. South Dakota State a 23-12 victor over the Villanova Wildcats. And now it's time for a conversation with SDSU head coach Jimmy Rogers. It is presented by Security Bank, the Farmers Bank. Coach Mason said the only thing that matters is that I can feel my toes and my fingers. Can you feel yours? Yeah, I'm good, but my face is frozen for sure. Well, you're speaking all right, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I had to warm up inside for a second. I was getting shoved around in a mosh pit there in the locker room. But you don't appear to be any worse for wear. No, I'm good. I'm good. It was an exciting game. Uh, our guys played hard. That really wasn't about talent or scheme. It was about toughness and being able to stop the run and be able to run the ball. And they did a great job. We knew it was going to be tough, and um, we were able to execute in the end and and uh, be able to run the ball. It's great to have a guy like Isaiah Davis in that O-line. want to explore a couple of those things, Jimmy. For starters, we all knew going in as the forecast changed that win was going to be a factor today, but I'm not sure if any of us really knew how much of a factor it would be. At what point did you realize that the win was going to have a great impact on how this game played out? It was going to be an impact. I mean, we knew that. Uh, we talked about it, in, you know, in, in staff and just the wind is, I don't know if it even helped when your wind was, you know, at your back. You know, it was a little bit better than throwing into it, but it wasn't much different. There's no control of the ball, and we felt like our best chance of uh, having success and continuing to keep the chains moving was by running the football. And we're just blessed to have the players that we do to be able to do what we do. Well, you talk about that, but certainly two huge plays in this game are the special teams in the first half on the punt. And one of those, I mean, the fact that their punter kicks into the back of their up man is in part because a gust of wind comes up and moves the football as he's dropping. Yeah, I thought that was a huge play in the game. I think uh, <laughs> I told Matt Durant at the beginning of the week that I saw that block in my dream, and, and that happened on Monday. And so when he had the opportunity and we were able to rush it, um, for him to block that, it was like I uh, had a sixth sense for something. But I didn't, I didn't see him scoring in my dream. I just saw the block punt in my dream. And uh, uh, that was a huge play in the game, and we're blessed to have great players. Okay, so you're backing this up. Durant's told us that earlier as well, that you told him you saw in your dreams he was going to block that punt. I did, and uh, we had watched it the night before. We knew that if we can shrink our splits on the on the punt block, we would shrink them in, and they would create for a short edge, and that's exactly what happened. So we put Matt Durant there early in the week. He's one of the fastest guys on our football team with the fastest uh, short area speed. So for him to come clean like that and execute it, it was awesome to see. And you could block a punt a thousand times and never have that ball bounce right up to Matthew Durance as it did. And he was right there. He knew exactly what to do with it, and he took off. Yeah, that was awesome and good for him. He works extremely hard and uh, deserves every bit of what he does, man. His, this whole team is littered with a bunch of guys that care for each other and really put in the work throughout the week and then can reset themselves and never get too high or low. 
proud of this win, though, because this was a hard, tough game that we played. It's a one-point game at halftime, and we talked about it up here in the booth. Scotty asked you about it. Was there any consideration with how much the win was a factor of taking the wind and not the ball in the third quarter? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Tell me what changed or what appeared to change in the fourth quarter, because you had some success in the first three quarters. But in that fourth quarter, the rushing game, the offensive line, you just started manhandling a very, very talented defense from Villanova. Yeah, I think we came out with a certain level of edge, and uh, we were able to start executing. And the more you start to see some of the blitz patterns that they send at you, and you have a consistency of what you're doing, and you're not bouncing all around, our O-line was able to communicate and pick some of those stunts and blitzes up. and then. You know, Isaiah is hard to tackle one-on-one, -on -one, and if we can get that matchup, we're going to take it. Davis has the 66-yard touchdown, and then he goes eight for 55 yards on that last drive to bleed out the clock. You talk about a guy taking control of a football game. It's hard to imagine anybody doing it to a greater level than what Davis did in this fourth quarter. Yeah, I think that's a statement in itself to where he really belongs. He's an NFL player, and... Um, Everybody in the whole stadium knew that we were going to give him the ball, and they couldn't stop him. And he's a great player, and we're blessed to have him. Has he gotten some oxygen finally? Because he was dog-tired at the end of that game. Yeah, and he didn't want out. He did not want out. We were going to put Amar in there, and he's wanted the reps. And a guy that's doing it at that level, there's no question that we're going to hold him out, especially when he's, you know, wanting it. I do want to revisit to in that fourth quarter before Davis's uh, game-clinching heroics. Dallas Bina makes a huge play. Villanova wants to go vertical. The wind affected how often they would try it. They tried one there in the fourth quarter, and Bina made a terrific play. Yeah, the ball sailed a little bit on him, and Dallas is really good at high pointing the ball, and he was able to go up and, and, and take it away. And uh, Throughout that game, there's a little bit of mix-up and, and mistakes on, on our defensive end, but we'll clean those things up. Overall, I felt like we played fairly well against a really good um, team, and some really good running backs. Those guys are hard to tackle one-on-one -on -one as well. So to hold a team like that to 12 points is, is impressive. From a special team standpoint, other than the ball going off Goring's hand and he didn't realize he could just down it in the end zone, other than that, with how important that third side of the game is, particularly today, that unit performed tremendously. Yeah, we'll clean the mistakes up. I was shocked by that, honestly. Those are things that we talk about. It's usually Amar back there and we had Graham in there and um, yeah, that's, that's us as coaches to make sure that everybody's aware of those situations. I think he panicked more than anything yeah. as if it was a fumble, um, but those things cannot happen. They killed us and put us inside the five and then Isaiah rushed us out of there. So we weren't in a tight punt situation and we were able to, you know, be able to battle uh, the field position at least at midfield after the punt. But the rest of your special teams, other than that one play, really performed well. Yeah, they were awesome. This is a huge game for us. Um, I felt like we could have had a big kick return. Uh, Wildy kind of tripped over a foot, but had he had not, we had it blocked up to get a big return up the sidelines here on the kickoff return. But the pump block and then the field position constantly being able to flip in our favor was huge. Jimmy, let me ask you about two defensive players. Quinton Hicks had seven tackles, one and a half for loss, a sack. It seemed like he was involved in everything today. Yeah, he was, and that's a really good front. They're really long, and they kind of schemed us up pretty decent, you know, and uh, they were able to hang on to some of their RPO stuff and really kind of bait the linebackers into coming down and then trying to throw it behind us and then vice versa trying to get us to hold into a window and then 
creating a one-one tackle. I'm not sure if Adam, how many tackles Adam had, but I, I felt was like just going to bring up Bach had 11 to lead you. Yeah, we needed him to step up big, and he did. Um, there was no rotation today for him, and he was able to stay consistent and continue to you know manage the front and, and set everything right. And then he was able to tackle well in space today. Over 10,000 fans turned out today, and they made an impact on this game as well. They did, and I and I thank those fans that came. They are. They made a difference for sure. They made a difference, and it was freezing, you know. And for them to be in there and to cheer and to make the noise that they were able to make, uh, th that is the difference. And I'm going to keep harping on it. And if we can, uh, I said this last week. I think it was supposed to be 40 degrees today. It felt like zero, but <laughs> I think it's 43 next week. So we're going to need more fans. This isn't guaranteed. Um, this is a really tough thing to do, and we're the 14. You know. We're in the final four, and we plan on making the run to the championship here. Well, we all know we're South Dakotans. Weather can change in 30 seconds one way or the other. But you're going to watch tonight, I'm sure, either Albany, who is very physical with an excellent quarterback, or an Idaho team with some coaches you know very, very well. It'll be interesting to see what happens tonight out in Moscow. Yeah, it will. Jimmy, Thanks. congratulations. Thank you. Head coach of the Jackrabbit football team, Jimmy Rogers, our post-game conversation presented by Security Bank, your trusted, dependable partner, putting farmers first in South Dakota, Minnesota, and the region. We've got one more interview to uh, get through here, but uh, we're saving the best for last. The man who wears number seven of the Jackrabbit defense, Dallas Beanham. Dallas, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing very, very well. Uh, let's just begin with, with this, Dallas. How cold was it for you today? Oh, it was pretty cold, but, you know, um, we use this to our advantage. You know, home, home field advantage is big for us, so we use that to our advantage. Did you realize before you came out here for warm-ups just how much the wind would be impacted? Uh, we, knew go we knew actually going into practice yesterday that it was going to be pretty windy, so we kind of expected it. But when I was warming up, uh, I felt the wind <laughs> pushing me on my back, so I didn't know it was going to be this crazy, but, you know. It was cool, though. It was cool. Did it change anything for you from a coverage perspective and how you approach things, whether the win was at the back of Villanova's offense or you were going into it? Uh, yeah, it definitely affected some things. Um, when Villanova had the win on their back, we knew they were going to, you know, take some more shots downfield. And since they had the wind, you know what I mean? So, and then on opposite side, when they were going against the win, we knew there was going to be, um, you know, shorter passes, more run, you know, because they can't, the ball is dying in the air every time it was going against the wind. So that's what we thought about it. Tell me your thoughts on Matthew Durant's blocked punt and scoop and score. That was huge. You know, Durant had a huge play on that, and it was at a time where we needed a little spark, we needed a little energy, and that was huge. That was the perfect timing. Um, so, all credit to Juice, he puts his head down at work every week, so it, 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 he deserved that play. The 605 Hogs and Isaiah Davis, how did they take this game over in the fourth quarter from your perspective? Oh, they took it over. Um, you know, so as the game went on, they just slowly started beating down, uh, throwing punches at the defense, and then at a certain point, um, our, our 605 Hogs and Zay, they're so strong, so um, defenses can't handle that, so they just kept beating them down, beating them down, and then fourth quarter was the knockout punch. And then because of the way things played out from a personnel standpoint, Adam Bach didn't have any depth behind him really at middle linebacker. So you at least, and you're used to this because you've played full games a couple of times this year. Yeah. What a warrior Adam Bach was in the middle of this defense. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, that goes into um, how the uh, week of practice we have. You know, he's locked in every day. He uh, understands the defense, and he's, he's able to do that. That's why he's able to do that. What happened on the interception? Um, you know, we we was in a in a coverage, and um, I kind of we had an idea that 
they needed to score quick, so it was going to throw some deep. So I just went deep in coverage, and then I saw the ball up in the air and just went up and attacked it. Uh, Dallas, how about the atmosphere? This crowd today, despite all of the wind, over 10,000 people turned out. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's, it's amazing. And I, we just keep harping on it every week. Like, those are those are the people. They, they're that, that's that 12th man for us. So they just keep making a difference. Uh, we got one more home game next week. So we just need them to keep popping out and making a difference because it, it's huge for us. It's huge for us. Dallas, go get warm. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Dallas Beanham with us here on the first Dakota National Bank postgame show. As we go to break, we do have breaking news. It has been confirmed by the NCAA and relayed to the Jackrabbit staff. I did confirm with Christy Williams. I am allowed to say this publicly. The Jackrabbits will play Friday night in the semifinals. 6 o'clock Central Time on Friday night, SDSU will play the winner of tonight's affair between Albany and Idaho. Again, it will be Friday night, 6 o'clock. It'll be Idaho or Albany coming to Dana J. Dykow Stadium. That is confirmed. It'll be a Friday night semifinal for South Dakota State in the football championship subdivision playoffs. We're just getting started here on the First Dakota National Bank postgame show. We've got stats. We've got awards to hand out. Brent's going to give you an update again on uh, the rest of the FCS playoff field, and we'll see if NDSU has scored again in Vermilion. We'll get to all that and much more as we continue from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. South Dakota State, a 23-12 winner over Villanova, and it will play on Friday night at 6 o'clock in, in the FCS semifinals. Stick around. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 